The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is not the confidence game. It is not. It is the LeBron concern game, which is different than the confidence game. See, the confidence game is something we play every other day of the week, but on this day it's different. It's all about how concerned are you? Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. If you thought the Boston Celtics would get into the fetal position and start sucking their thumb like DeMar DeRozan did in the last round of the NBA playoffs. You are greatly mistaken. You are greatly mistaken. I tried to tell you, you did not listen to me last week. That's a bad job by you. Uh, I barely remember when the NBA playoffs were going on. Uh, We had like a two-month gap between the last series of games and now the continuation with the conference finals beginning over the weekend. But I pointed out uh, very eloquently back back in the old days when we, we previewed this series that it was 
going to be much more like the Indiana series for the Cavaliers than it was the Toronto series. And sure enough, in Game 1, the Boston Celtics systematically slaughtering the Cavaliers. That was a beat down. A Boston wasting no time. You saw the game, right? It was an early start. Usually these games are all played at night, but it was an afternoon, late afternoon matchup. And you talk about jumping out and not wasting any effort, real any real energy. An 18-point lead after 12 minutes, ballooned to 26 at halftime, and then extended garbage time in the second half. The Celtics end up with a 25-point win, and they take game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. And LeBron James, not only a basketball player, he was atrocious. He sucked out loud in this game. The player who loves to tell you how great he is and has a bunch of minions that follow him around to lick his toes and slobber all over the king. Not a lot to slobber on in this game. Not a lot to slobber on in this game. King James, a mere peasant against the Celtics. He had 15 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists. That is misleading. That is mis- That doesn't look terrible. Like, that sounds bad. He should score more points than that. 15 points is not not good enough. But the seven rebounds and nine assists, you're like, hey, that's pretty good. Not bad at all. LeBron James shot 31% against the Celtics' ensemble defensive effort. He took 15 shots. He missed 11 of them. He missed 11 of them. And as continues the trend in American sport today, You cannot have a bad performance. There must be an explanation. It has to be an injury. It has to be the rust. This is is the thing about the NBA playoffs now. It's like the rust versus rest debate. If you play well, you got the proper amount of rest. If you played poorly, you had rust. It's never, hey, you just weren't good enough. It's never that. Here's Ty Lue. The head coach, at least in name, of the Cavaliers. We know he's not the actual head coach. The actual head coach wears a basketball uniform. But anyway, here's the Coach Lou on. You'll hear the question, the answer about that that lag time. You don't like to make excuses, but is it as much but, mental? But let me make one for you. A rust is physical rust and something no, like that. No, we just didn't play well. I mean, they had the same amount of rest. They was off too. So, um, you know, they played better than we did tonight, and we understand that. Now, can we just play the beginning of this? I want you to hear what a little weasel reporter, I don't know who that is, what a weasel. It's like, hey, I know you don't like to make excuses, so let me make one for you. That's essentially what this bozo did. Listen to this dope. Listen to this moron. How's this guy a media guy? He probably works one of the dot-coms for the Cavs or something. Listen to this. You don't like to make excuses, but is it but, as but much mental? A rust is physical <laughs> rust and something no, like that. Oh, I don't care about the answer. That's so stupid. What a lame question. What a, you know what? And that, those are the type of guys that people love. Like the fanboys of LeBron, the Cav Toadies, they love that. They're like, oh, give me more. Slobber, slobber, slobber. Give me more. Slobber, slobber, slobber. That's what they want. They want those kind of questions. Excuses. Ex- I like, can't get enough. Can't get enough of those. Give me more, 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 more. Make excuses. I need excuses. Uh, here's uh, LeBron James pointing out that if you thought the calendar said March, you clearly have a problem with your phone. I have zero level of concern at this stage. I didn't go to college, so it's not March Madness. You know, you, you get better throughout the series. You see ways you can get better throughout the series, but I've been down 0-1. I've been down 0-2. Uh, I've been down before in the postseason. 
but for me, there's never no level of concern, no matter how bad I play tonight with seven turnovers, how inefficient I was shooting the ball, just as confident going into a series, no matter if it's a 0-0 series or I'm down 0-1. Well, that's a lie. We know that's not true. If you, you play, you have more of a good feeling when you play well. So he's, he's, he's lying, all right? You can say you love him, but he's still lying. Right, so let's talk about that. You heard that answer. LeBron was asked about his level of concern after game one. He said, I have a zero level of concern. You heard it right there. So let's talk about that. The question, how concerned should LeBron James really be after that El Stinkeroo in Boston. Now, on the Maller scale of panic, 1 to 10, with 10 being you, Darvish, starting Game 7 of the World Series, and your entire roster coming back to play spineless baseball the following year, uh, that would be a 10. I would put this at a 7. I would put this at a 7. Now, my thoughts on what LeBron had to say here, you've got machismo, sharecroppers, and wiggle room. And we'll tie all this stuff together for you. Now, the number one thing, LeBron James has already used the college line before. He's used different versions of that March Madness line. So he's already repeating old material. That's a bad sign. you got to freshen it up. You have to be more creative in these post-game speeches after losses because the Cavaliers are going to have several more of these post-game speeches after losses, LeBron's going to have to do this uh, this walk, this waltz, uh, a few more times. Now, LeBron likes to talk about how he has the highest basketball IQ. Loves to pat himself on the back. The king of the humble brag, right? LeBron James. And if that is the case, then he can see the writing on the wall, right? You guys want me to turn my brain off because I'm a, I have a huge basketball IQ? All of the ingredients needed for a playoff loss are here. All of them, right? No home court advantage, team that doesn't back down. It's not a spineless jellyfish like a team led by DeMar DeRozan. So they don't have DeMar DeRozan. He ain't walking out of that locker room, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, nah, nah. He's uh, licking his wounds somewhere else. So the, the, the home court thing for Boston, which you say well, usually doesn't matter. The Celtics play much better at home. They haven't lost at home yet in the playoffs. They will eventually. If they get to the finals, they'll lose at home. But you, you get the generic response of LeBron James because you have to toss out machismo, right? You have the public-private position. You have the public position, one, of putting an iron front up, the machismo. Uh, You're the macho man and not the old wrestler. You're not worried at all, right? You're not concerned at all. That's your public position. Now, privately, the Cavaliers have to be cowering and afraid. They just don't want you to know it, right? That's the straight truth about the Cavaliers and the position that they're in. Uh, the, what we thought was going to happen and what happened are exactly the same. You thought the Boston Celtics were, were just better than Cleveland, and one game in, there is nothing to dissuade you from that belief that you saw in game one. Now, the second thing here, LeBron James, to win multiple games in this series, has to be perfect. Right? He's got to be perfect. It's going to have to be the Mona Lisa. And even that, is likely a stretch. Even that is a stretch. Even that will most likely not be enough. Cleveland's roster is a patchwork group. And for those that were running to defend Dwayne Casey, the fired coach in Toronto this week, and saying, well, no one can compete with the 
Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James, they were you know, making all these excuses, uh, the media dopes. Um, look at how the Indiana Pacers played Cleveland. Look at how the Boston Celtics have played Cleveland in game one. And if Toronto had played with that same kind of grit, then Dwayne Casey should not have been fired, would not have been fired. Right? The, the roster that Cleveland has, this is more of a indictment on Toronto than it is a celebration of Cleveland. The roster the Cavaliers have is a patchwork group. A lot of sharecroppers, poor substitutes, peasants uh, compared to the Boston Celtics lineup. Now, do I think that the the Cavaliers are going to lose every game by 25 points? Of course not. Of course I know. The bigger issue for the Cavaliers is this. The Celtics are, are not going to turtle up. They're not. They are not going to play the role of the pushover and start sucking their thumb in the corner of the room. That's what happens in Canadian basketball. That's not what the Celtics are going to do. Boston has a great feel at home. They've been wonderful at home. They haven't been very good on the road. So I do expect the Cavaliers to win at home in this series. I don't see them winning in Boston. The reason for optimism for Cleveland is that the Celtics have not played with the same gusto on the road. But even one decent performance by Boston on the road, and the Cavaliers are El Scarud. Uh, Boston's 8-0 and now in the playoffs on the home court, 1-4 on the road. Now, the last thing, the Celtics do not have much maneuver. They don't. O- outside, outside of, uh, I should say the Cavaliers don't have much maneuver, because outside of what? They can't add to the roster. Right, you can't add. A, so you've got what? What do the Cavaliers have here? They've got the same hodgepodge of players. You, you're going to have to get something out of in meaningful minutes, not El Garbage time from Rodney Hood, Jordan Clarkson, and Jeff Green. Players like that, the hodgepodge of players. It's a top-heavy lineup. LeBron, Kevin Love, and J.R. Smith have to lead the way. They have to be the battering ram to lead the way. Those guys, those three players, shot a combined thirty. 0.7% from the floor for 36 minutes and had a plus-minus of minus 62. While those three were on the court, LeBron, Love, and J.R. Smith, the Celtics outscored the Cavaliers by 62 points. That's not You're not hearing that wrong. That number is accurate. 62 points with those guys on the court. That doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room, again, for Cleveland here. Now, I liked the Celtics before game one. I said nothing to dissuade my belief in the Celtics after game one. It's The Celtics are not going to win the NBA championship. They're going to lose. Whoever wins the series is going to lose in the NBA Finals to Golden State, but the Celtics will be there, and they'll get to go to the NBA Finals without Kyrie Irving and without, without Gordon Hayward and all these other guys that are out. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, the number 877 877- 99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And we're on Twitter, at Ben Maller. If you'd like to be part, we say hello to uh, back with us here, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia, who's hanging out. Welcome back in. Thank you, Ben. It is very, very good to be to be back at work. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, my dad uh, was very sick and uh, is still not doing great, but uh, was spent uh, the past week with him trying to help him out. And uh, I just want to say thank you to uh, all of the uh, Maller Militia members who uh, passed along their thoughts 
and well wishes on social media, and I appreciate that. So. So good to have you back. Thank Andy. you. Good to be back. back. And uh, good job by you getting Ralph to fill in. We missed you even more. That was not my decision. Um, it's an old, that's, an old, that's an old Jim Rome trick. Uh, Jim Rome, famous. Jim Rome's famous in radio for having the worst possible people fill in for him. So it's when he comes a pretty back, good move, yeah. yeah. So when he comes back, people oh, really thank miss God him. You're back. Yeah. 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 It's it's a solid veteran move in radio. But uh, good job by you, Eddie. And. Uh, we miss you, and, and I'll get my, my, my normal seat back here because Ralph was just every – was he not in here every single minute he was on me? My I know God. how much you enjoy that. Oh, it was so annoying. And he just and I wouldn't talk to him sometimes, and he'd stand there like a lost puppy dog and look at me, waiting for me to talk to him. It was very annoying. Eddie, anytime Ben annoyed us last week, we had sweet revenge instantly because Ralph would wander in there as we paused yeah. for the cause. Yeah, and he's got like a million stories. Hey, remember that day Hacksaw with the high-speed sports wire back in the- No, I'm done! I don't want to die! I'm done with that! My, my life has moved on from 690 in San Diego. I don't work there anymore. There are weeks I don't go in there and, I know. and say anything to That's you, what right? I t- I tried to tell Ralph that I said, you know, Ralph, you know, I worked with Eddie. Eddie I, I th- you've talked to me. Did I tell him he's talked to me more last week? Ralph came into the studio more than you ever have, and I, I've known you for years and years and well, years. Well, I, I save the conversations for the radio. That's I want to share them with uh, our listeners. Well, that's what I tried to get Ralph to do, but uh, no, <laughs> he wasn't having no, any of he, it. It was very awkward. It was very awkward. But we're we're glad you're back, Eddie. You. And I know you're so excited to talk NBA basketball. This is so exciting for you. You know what? I'm so through. happy to be back. Yeah. I, I'll talk NBA. <laughs> right. I'll talk about really? uh, whatever right. you want. All Absolutely. right. Very good. All right. Well, uh, Eddie is here. The, the gang is back together. If you would like to be part, again, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. We'll call this one the memory game. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. On the Ben Malva Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire, all things needed to survive these shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website. Follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll play the memory game coming up here in a couple minutes. It is the Ben Matler Show on Fox as we yap the night away. Are we having someone come in here, Koopa Loop, by the way? Is that uh, is that happening later? I didn't dress up. I'm not wearing my formal clothes here. Is someone coming in here later? Oh, that is a that is a good question. I am not, uh, I'm not 100% sure on that. You're not? He has not uh, spoken to me at all this weekend. Oh, okay. So, so he just decided not to show up. Maybe then the person that was going to be here, he's still on the band list until June, right? So he's not allowed to even in the building. Yeah, technically he's not allowed in, but he did buy his way in. So. Like we can we can wave through the. <laughs> well, you've already done. that. Oh no, that's right. He did. That's he's, he did he's hidden in the bushes and all that. Yeah, he he bought his ticket in. That's that's a good point. At yeah. least to the hallway. I'm going to go out there this time. Are you going to go out and say hello? Yeah. Well, be you popped nice. your head out last I did. time. I did. That's because you were scared, though, of, you know. No, I was not scared. I could have been killed. I risked <laughs> my life. I risked I my life. You were scared of what would happen if you didn't go out there <laughs> yeah. and make an appearance. Drunk guy from Tennessee hiding in the bushes for three hours. What could have possibly <laughs> gone wrong with that interaction? What could have possibly gone haywire? By the way, a really quick one while we're on the topic. I know we don't do shout-outs on the show. No, we do not because we're not a morning show. That's, the, that's what morning zoo shows do. We don't do that. But a uh, big thank you to P1 Jaime who sent us Raising Cane's gift cards. Oh, that's right. Thank you, Jaime. 
Very, very Whoa, nice. Oh, chicken? Yeah. Ben got very excited. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's my spot, man. That's my. That's I've my, never been before. Well, you got to check it out. You, well, you don't live near one, so you're going to have to travel. Same here. I, I also have not been to one. There are not a lot of locations yeah. where we are, but they are wonderful. It's, bok, it's a bok, bok, chicken. I don't invest in that chain. I don't know who owns them, but I don't invest in them. Wow, it's even got the word chicken fingers on the gift card. Yeah. Well, that's all they have. They don't that's, have anything that's else. That's all they you have? You can't get a burger? Yeah, no. It's they have, just chicken fingers. Wow. They no, have, they no wonder you love it, well, man. Have, Good God. Well, it's your have, dream come true. Well, no, they have chicken sandwiches, but they're just chicken fingers on the sandwich. That's all they are. <laughs> they look like sandwiches on the outside, but they're just chicken fingers. That's all they are. I asked right Coop. I'm like, what about fries? Do they have fries? Oh, they got fries. Yeah, so, it's, so it's chicken strips and fries. That's it. What more do you need? There? Lemonade. There's nothing else you need. And Texas toast. Well, Texas toast is good, too. And the veteran move <laughs> there, if you get the, the, the biggest combo they have, do you substitute the, uh, what do you call Coleslaw. The coleslaw. Yeah, the coleslaw for an extra piece of bread. They'll do that for you. Now, Ben. That's the veteran that, move. Yeah, it is a veteran yeah. move. I've actually already looked into this. Unfor- of course you have. Unfortunately, <laughs> they, are, they are not looking for uh, like franchisees. Oh, At to this invest. Time. Yeah, because it was time. great. We could buy a couple. Oh, we put those in the right spot. Woo. Oh, I was, I was I would go way ahead I would, of you on that. I would go in on that. <laughs> I would I wouldn't take my money out of what other investments I have, and I would buy a couple locations. I would be now, down. How often would you use your owner's privilege and go, go yeah, in and, yeah. and eat there? Yeah. Hey, I don't want to get into that here. That's yeah. not really the forum yeah. for it. But now, to- now, I'm sorry, Danny. Uh, you included with the gift card was like a bumper sticker from Raising Games? Well, yeah, because if you're a big fan, you're P1 <laughs> like me. Did you put that on your car already, uh, Ben? Uh, you, on front and back. What are you talking about? Right? What are you talking about? Front bumper, bump, back bumper. Yeah. Right. No, it's funny because on Friday, Coop told me, he's like, man, I'm going to ask Ben if he'd be willing to go in on a franchise around <laughs> I would. He said that. I would. I would totally would. Yeah. I told Ben. I told uh, Coop. I said Ben would totally tell Mrs. Maller. Uh, I'm gonna go check on uh, our restaurant for about an hour. <laughs> no, no, I would be. I would be all walk about the it. dog. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll I, be back with some uh, honey uh, mustard on my the corner of my mouth. We gotta get. We gotta find out when they make those available. But those are expensive though. Isn't it cost like a million bucks to get a fast food? We don't have that kind of money, right? Well, I mean, if we you know combine forces with you know yeah. enough people, okay. So we'd all have to put a little bit in the pot. And it would then take we- about 21 employees from Premier Network. I'm sure, I'm sure Weed Man Hippie would be all uh, yeah, well, you gotta, you know, well, you were gone, Eddie. We lost Weed Man Hippie. Did we really? He passed away. It was very no. sad. Uh, yeah, no. so very sad. I think I would have heard about that. No, no, he did. He had, a, he had another a great meltdown, and he left the show. So. No more Weed Man. He's uh, no longer on hold. He's moved on. We- I, I had a great run with Weed Are we Man. having a six-line salute to Weed we, Man? We ought to do we that should. later. We should do a six-line <laughs> salute to the caller formerly known as Weed Man Hippie, oh, no. who had a biblical-like meltdown. Oh, what day was this? I go back to the podcast. Oh, it's mostly on my Twitter feed. I had to oh. block him on Twitter. <laughs> oh, no! After he blamed me for doing heroin and LSD. Uh, yes. Yes, he blamed me for ruining his life. I didn't know I had that kind of power. Considering I've never met the guy, but uh, yes, no more weed, man. We will miss him, but uh, he decided. Well, to I know the show. one listener who's going to be very happy about that. Who sent him an email to somebody, and yeah, oh, that's oh, that's yeah, right. The yeah, email. Yeah. Well, that was kind of well, that wasn't really the start of it, but that led us down a spiral oh. of uh, doom. All you. right, then. I think that the thing that he got most upset about was when we all said, "Well, hundred bucks is too much. You're going to lose money." He wanted to charge a hundred bucks for that Vegas. Show. Yeah, yeah. So we had what was the price point? We said twenty five, right? Didn't we all agree on twenty five? Yeah, he didn't yeah. even want to negotiate. Like yeah. that, that was yeah. our, you know, our our first response. And he could have maybe come back with 
30, 35, like, but no, he no. was, he would not budge off yeah, $100. Yeah. yeah. And so here's the odd thing in life. Like, I feel like we saved him $4,000, $5,000. I feel like we saved him a lot of money because he would have lost the money, right? But instead he's upset with us. Very odd how that works. Like we saved the man thousands and thousands of dollars and instead he's blaming us. It's he th- very yeah, weird. Yeah, he thinks you don't want him to make money. Yeah. When it, when the reality is it would have been one of the great disasters <laughs> You think the Hindenburg was bad back in the day? This would have been this would have been even worse. Uh, Mario says, "Please tell me you guys know about butter both sides at Raising Cane's." No, I didn't know about that. You can get it buttered on both sides. That's just dangerous. Oh, that's perfect, is what that is. No, Mario, I did not know about that. I'm gonna have to. Ask. I don't want to go there on the weekends. I can. I can't eat that during the week. But now, on have the weekend, you? I'll go there. What? Have you checked the gift? Like, can this be used out of state? Can I use this in Vegas? Yeah, I'm assuming you can use it at any of the locations. Why wouldn't you? Okay, I'm, yeah. I don't know. If you know, sometimes I don't know just, though, but I, I would assume so. Yeah, because I, I don't live near a, uh, a raising cane, so that's probably yeah. gonna be the only time I get to. Well, when are you going back to Vegas? You get, you get a trip planned? July? Yeah. Oh, yeah. not till July. Oh, July 30th. July go? No. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> July 4th. July 4th. Yes. All right. Uh, and s- some have asked, by the way, some have asked about my jury duty. I will give you an update, a Ben Maller show exclusive about my jury duty. And I will, uh, will let you into my world, what I get to live with. Uh, we'll get to that moment. So also, we got, the, we got the memory game. We'll get to all that bunch of calls to get to as well. We'll do it all as we hang out at the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. But first, Eddie Garcia is here, and he will give you the latest. Eddie? Well, Ben, in the NBA playoffs, we had the opening game of the Eastern Conference Finals, and it was all the home team as the Celtics roll over the Cavaliers 108-83. Boston led 36-18 at the first quarter. They cruised to the 25-point win and improved to 8-0 at home this postseason. Jalen Brown had 23 points. Marcus Morris, 21 points. Al Horford, 20 points. As Boston grabs the 1-0 series lead, LeBron James in the loss for Cleveland just 15 points. NHL playoffs game two Eastern Conference Finals. Capitals rolled over the Lightning 6-2. Washington has a 2-0 series lead, having won the first two games of the series on the road. Golf Players Championship, Webb Simpson, who had a huge lead heading into the final round, shot a 1-over-73, gets a four-shot victory for his fifth PGA Tour win. How'd Tiger do? Tiger was within four shots of the oh, lead on the final day. Yeah. People were very excited about yeah, that. Did finish seven shots back, tied for 11th, but it's pretty good for him. Got to be honest about that. No, no, that was this report brought to you by True Car Online Car Shopping. It can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Ben, you and I are old guys, and maybe Danny G a little bit, but guys like Justin Cooper may not know. Uh, Chuck Knox, old school NFL head Brown coach. Brown Chuck. Brown Chuck, because yeah. he loved the running game. Passed away at the age of 86. Three-time NFL coach of the year with the Rams and the Seahawks and led Seattle to their first ever uh, playoff appearance where they uh, had a kind of a Cinderella run, got to the AFC title game as a wild card before I think it was uh, the Dolphins and Dan Marino they eventually lost to. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Chuck Knox passing away at the age of 86. He last coached his last job was with the old L.A. Rams, and he coached them right up until I believe they left to go to St. Louis, and now they're back as the L.A. Rams. Ground Chuck. That's a great nickname. The- yeah, well, it was good at the time, but uh, you know, by by the time like the mid '90s came around and he was still doing ground chuck, <laughs> yeah. we had moved on from ground chuck. We, well, had, we wanted past chuck. That's uh, true. Air chuck, that, yeah, air chuck, or, or just chuck, like I guess. You know, throw it in the air, chuck. Get it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's he's not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's not going to get in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Probably not. He is yeah. in the Seahawks Ring of Honor. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's good. 
Uh, all right, so rest in peace, Chuck Knox, who had been very ill for some time, right? From when I yes, I believe that is he's accurate. Been, uh, dementia and been yeah. out of it for a while. So anyway, uh, rest in peace to Chuck Knox, old school NFL coach. All right, Spend Maller Show on Fox. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on your car insurance. Just visit. Geico.com for a free rate quote. So I mentioned last week that I might not be here right now because of jury duty. So I anxiously called Friday. Uh, of course, yeah, they told me to stay at home, but I went to, to a Dodger game, so I didn't stay at home. Um, I might as well have stayed at home. The Dodgers should have stayed at home. That's a different uh, conversation. So I, I called in. They had this number. i got to call in, right? I'm, on, I'm a standby juror. And so they said, okay, you're good today, but you have to call back on Monday, so I have to call him at noon on Monday, which is today, which is going to just completely F with my schedule. Cause that, not that I sleep much past that, but I have to get up, and if they need me, like, like Batman or Superman, I have to drop my entire life, and I have to drive down to the courthouse, and I have to be a juror. I, I go from sleeping to juror. And, I, and they tell me that I have 60 minutes to get there. Now, if I don't make it in 60 minutes, do I get, uh, like, a, am I arrested? Do I get a fine? Like, what happens? I don't know what happens. But my plan is, much like when we have conference calls here at Fox Sports Radio and they're on in the morning or in the middle of the day, what I will do is while in bed, I will dial up the conference call and I will have one eye closed, one eye barely open, and then I call into the conference call. That's what I'm going to do. I have to call this secret hotline for jurors and if they pick me if my jury group number is called i then have to run jump out of bed i gotta throw <laughs> some clothes on i get in the malamobile and i cruise down to the courthouse to be the head juror the lead juror the head juror yeah i'll be the lead, i'll be the lead. i'm a, if i'm a juror eddie i'm going all in oh god, god i'm gonna be the those, king of the jury those poor people who are on the jury do. with you and my belief as a juror eddie Hang guilty, Hang guilty, 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 <laughs> guilty. I, I had to get out of bed to come down here that guilty. <laughs> Someone's going right? to pay for this. I'm missing a network radio show. This person is guilty. I'm hey, sure. Hey, stool. I don't know what they did, but I know they did something, and they need to be punished for it. They got you out of bed. Let's get out of here. This guy's a terrorist? I'm done. That's it. I'm out of here. Bam. That's my plan. It's a good plan. So that's, I just want to let anyone know in the jury system, if they see my name on the call there, that's my plan. Now, I have never served on a jury. Uh, I, I've only been called a couple times, and both mm-hmm. times I've gotten out of it. Uh, Danny G, any uh, jury duty for you? I mean, like, actually being on a jury. Nope. I, uh, I got out of it by saying I was on the Ben Maller show. <laughs> True right? story, but it didn't work for Ben. That's well, all ironic. No, well, for See, some, Ben, you yeah, could have wrote on there. I, I am Ben Maller from the Ben Maller I know, show. I could have done that. Yeah. No, I didn't, and I, I don't know why I didn't. I, I now that I think about it, the, the jury duty is for people that work regular hours. It's not for people like us. Uh, there's no night. Remember that show years ago? It's still on night re- court. Yeah, night yeah. court. They don't do that. It's no. day court. It's nine a.m. to five p.m. That's when the court is. We're not like that. We don't. Those are times we sleep, we rest. We we're not normal people. We, we should not have to be doing jury duty if you work the third shift. So, my plan is after this experience, um, and I don't think I'll be called, but you never know. So if I'm not here the next couple of days, it's probably because of that. So I'm, I guess I'm on call for five days. Five days I'm on call. So now, now you notice I didn't ask Coop if he's done jury duty because we we talked on the show before about how Coop never responds. No. 
to the mail, That's and I right. and I've been told if you do that, then they will they you will not get in trouble for that. Now I don't know if that's okay. true or not. Yeah. But that may be a, a a big move by Coop, a good move by Coop. It's a solid. Don't ever respond. It's a solid move. Well, I've been eligible for jury duty for, I believe it is eleven years now, mm-hmm. and perfect I've, record. Uh, yeah, I've never never once uh, never once done it. Well, I've never. I've been eligible a lot longer than you, Coop, and I had a I had a job where I traveled for a while, so I got out of it that way because I wasn't in, at least I could claim I wasn't going to be in town at the time, so I got out of it that way. But I, I was able to get out, out of it by moving a lot. I would move oh, like every yeah. two years, and so I would be uh, you know uh, in this court or in that uh, county and that kind of thing. A step ahead of the law. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I could do that too. All right, so Ben Maller show on Fox. To the phones we go, and let's say hello to Cornbread. In Indiana, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Cornbread. Hey, Ben. Welcome back, Eddie. Thank you, sir. Oh, you bet. What's up, Coop? Danny G, the Militia, and the Badunka Delicious Treasure State Tenderoni. I uh, originally was calling, Ben. You said something about a list of excuses for LeBron, and I actually have a list of some of the most used excuses from all the little minions driving around in their little LeBron bus in Akron. Okay, give it to me. I want to hear these are actually. Do we have the Tony Romo music? Okay, he's Romo? now requesting sound effects here. Hold on, we'll see if we can get it for you. And if if you wondered what your cornbread sounds like, this is cornbread. This is what cornbread sounds like. If we could talk. Go ahead, cornbread. All right, we get into character here. Put too much emphasis on rings. He's never had enough help. I can't beat a super team. KD with the Golden State. I never had a great coach. Kyrie sabotaged my season. I never get any calls. Kardashian curse got me, damn it, Tristan. Led the league in minutes. I'm tired. Knows he can't win, so it's okay to lose. Now, Ben, on April the 5th, after a 17-point comeback victory versus the Washington Wizards, LeBron said, and I quote, I don't have a quit bone in me. Yes, you do. You quit Cleveland the first time when Chattel Tucker went down to Miami. Uh-oh. And you got whooped down there by Timmy Duncan for the second time. Chattel Tucker ran back up to Cleveland. The truth is, all we've been hearing since October is how you're going to quit Cleveland again. If you bail again, LeBron, you're not a king. You're a 34-year-old ring-chasing clown. Wow. That cornbread. Nice. No, that's that's actually, right. That's cornbread, actually. It's cornbread there. All right, well, very entertaining nice. cornbread. A lot of work went into that. <laughs> uh, thank you. Could have been about a minute shorter, but that's all right. Uh, thank you. Some good cornbread. Yeah, solid uh, cornbread. Need a glass of water, though, after that. Uh, definitely. Thank you for that cornbread. Uh, so the LeBron James memory game uh, following the Cavaliers beatdown, right? Instead of, this is great, instead of focusing in on how bad the Cavaliers played and how bad LeBron played, the LeBron Toadies, the Marching and Chowder Society of King James, instead they glorified a soundbite that LeBron had. He responded to a question from a Cleveland-based reporter about the first possessions of the fourth quarter, and he appeared to be looking off uh, some kind of cheat sheet. He had a piece of paper in front of him, although I don't know if that was the play-by-play on the fourth quarter, but LeBron, he was pretty accurate. Pretty accurate with this this soundbite, and that was all it took. So rather than focus on the seven turnovers and the thirty percent shooting, they I don't do we have that soundbite? I don't know if we have that, but he uh, rolled off 
one after another with photographic-like memory of what happened in the early part of the fourth quarter, one after another. Uh, Coop, I'm told we don't have it. It's all over the Internet. We can get it on the Internet. It's all over the place. Uh, In fact, I'll retweet it, but we don't have it. For some reason, the editing staff apparently decided not to put it in. I don't know why they would do that. Uh, But anyway, so this is now it's a good memory for LeBron James. It's a good memory for LeBron James. But at the same time, it doesn't take away from how horrible his overall performance was. This is like like, uh, deception, if you will. All right, we have it now. All right, now I'm told we have it. All right, let's uh, give me a little taste. This is LeBron, the soundbite everyone's going nuts for. The first possession, we ran him down all the way to two on the shot clock. Marcus Morris missed a jump shot, followed it up. He got it. They got a dunk. Uh, we came back down. We ran a set for Jordan Crawford. I mean Jordan Clarkson, and he came off and missed it. They rebounded it, um, and we came back on the defensive end and we got a stop. They took it out on the sideline. Jason Tatum took the ball out, threw it to Marcus Smart in the short corner. He made a three. We come back down, missed another shot. And then um, Tatum came down and went 94 feet, did a roll step, and made a right-hand layup timeout. He waits for the applause there. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Now, the only question here, there's a piece of paper in front of LeBron. And I need to know whether or not that was the play-by-play of the fourth quarter. Because on the play-by-play sheet, which is given out to the media at all NBA arenas, he could have just been reading off the sheet. In fact, he was looking down. And so I'm curious whether or not this was fraudulent. Because if you look at the soundbite, and I know it's radio, you can't see LeBron, but he appeared at several points to be looking down at the play-by-play. I don't think there's any question he's reading that. Yeah, that's what I thought. But the the assumption by many is, oh, no, 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 this is just LeBron. He's got a photographic memory. But if you look at it, he's sitting down. He keeps looking down at this piece of paper. Now, like a good TV anchor, he looks away enough so you kind of, you don't know. Like the, the whole teleprompter thing. But it, I, I want to know what's on the paper in front of him. Because he looks down, he looks up, looks down, looks up. Like he's reading off the piece of paper. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Oh, my, look at the time. Uh, we will get to the MLB pick, and we also have the Who Am I game. I have the most rushing attempts in NFL history of anyone who has yet to reach 1,000 yards. Again, I have the most rushing attempts in NFL history of anyone who has not reached 1,000 yards rushing. Who am I? The answer next. Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of us as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place with over 2 billion of our closest friends, most of whom ignore us. Please take a second to like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll have the MLB Pick'em coming up here, but first, the Who Am I game. I have the most... Rushing attempts in NFL history of anyone with under 1,000 yards. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? Mike from the LBC, clearly not cheating, is going with Lamar Miller. as his answer. Larry Zonka, tossed out by Captain Cliché, the troller, the little troller, says Tony Danza, Barry Manilow from Cardiac Stanley. Frank says the great Skip Hicks is the answer. Jimmy Walker from Ernie in Michigan. Dolphin Mike's going with number 30, Todd Gurley. 
as the answer. Who else do we have? Let's see. Eddie Murphy, guest by Ivinson in Orlando at the Quickie Mart. Devon's going with Tim Tebow as his answer. Refrigerator Perry from Milkman Mike. Robbie Cano, don't you know? That's uh, from Robbie the Crying, hysterically sobbing Mariner fan. We have Terry Forster from Polly D. James is going with the great Marlins man as his answer. Do you have an answer, Eddie? Uh, Chris is going with the correct answer. Bad job by you. Do you have the answer? Of course All I right. do, Ben. It's Travis Jervy. The great Travis Jervy. Uh, no, that is that is incorrect. The correct answer with 557 rushing attempts, but not 1,000 yards. That would be Thomas Brady of the New England Patriots. 557 rushing yards for 900 and uh, 557 rushing attempts, I should say, for 968 rushing yards. Drew Brees is second, 440 attempts. He's only got 736 yards. Peyton Manning. 431 rushing attempts for 667 yards. And then the great Otto Graham, who also has not gone over, and we will not go over, 1,000 yards. Pretty confident saying that is an impossibility at this particular moment. You know what's not an impossibility, though? Yeah. The MLB Pick'em Daily Fantasy Fun, talking baseball. Here we go. The cool thing about the MLB picking, when your team blows, when your team isn't even trying, you can pick players that do try, that are good at baseball, that haven't given up, that aren't a bunch of cowards. You can pick those guys. All right, Koopa Loop, who's going first? That would be Danny G Radio. All right, Danny G. Yeah, I'm going to go with the great J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez from my Red Sox off the board. Koop, who you got? I will go with Francisco Lindor Truffle. Okay, you can have him from my Red Sox, Mookie. Bets. Woo! Eddie. Uh, give me Scooter Jeanette. Okay. And Wilson Contreras. Uh, back to me, and I will load up with George Springer. Koopaloo. I will go with Eddie Rosario. Ah, going with the Minnesota Twin, I see. Danny G, the back-to-back. A.J. Pollock. All right. And Javi Baez. All right, back to you, Koopaloo. I will go with Justin Upton. Uh, for my Cincinnati Reds, they own my Dodgers, so I'm a Reds fan now. Wow. Joey Votto. Eddie. Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant of the Cubs. There it is. The MLB Pick'em Daily Fantasy Fun. Yeah, the big red machine is back. Seeing green in the NBA playoffs. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And so the NBA Playoff Conference Finals underway and the Cleveland Cavaliers and Boston Celtics, this is a mismatch. You've got one team playing well, the other team playing like dog food, the Boston Celtics. Three wins away from a return to the NBA Finals. You were watching the game on Sunday afternoon. You know it was over early, a lot of garbage time as the trash-talking Marcus Morris backing up the trash talk. Many people were 
get they were they were like shocked. How could how could Marcus Morris talk about being able to shut down LeBron James, uh, which is what he did in the lead up to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then went out and backed it up on the court. It was an ensemble effort by the Celtics. Jalen Brown leading three different Celtic players with twenty or more points and a walloping that the Celtics were able to put on the Cavaliers by 25 points in Game 1 and a frustrating afternoon for LeBron James, a confusing day for the Cavaliers, the Celtics getting first blood in the Eastern Conference Finals. So that led to the immediate reaction, which is often overblown and uh, goes goes uh, sideways here. Right after the game, the reaction was, well, the, the time-tested cliche was tossed out in favor of the Celtics. And it was a number of people, both on regular old school media, social media on Twitter, saying that the Celtics, because they won by 25 points, have all the momentum in this series, so they're in good shape for Game 2 because they won by 25 points. Now, uh, I want to talk about this and get into it. Uh, because this is one of those things that has come up from time to time, and I, I need to nip it in the bud when it does come up. But the question is, do you believe it or not believe it that these Celtics have all the momentum in this series because, hey, they won game one by 25 points? Well, of course I don't believe it. All right, I've ranted about this for many, many years. I've ranted about this, and I'm not going to – even though I like the Celtics, I picked the Celtics to win, I believe the Celtics will win this series – uh, and I thought so before game one. Nothing I saw in game one would lead me to change that position. But my perspective on this, you've got subjective, booster, and the masterpiece. You've got those three things. A, and we'll link this stuff together, but A, this is right at the top of my pet peeves that we hear during playoff series uh, in the NBA and also in baseball. You hear it in hockey. We don't pay attention much to that, but mostly baseball and basketball. The Celtics won game one, so that means they're going to win the series, at least in game two and game three, because they have momentum. Listen, the Celtics are going to win because they're better. They're not going to win because they have momentum. That's not why the Celtics are going to win against Cleveland. Do I have to explain this every single playoff series? I have to have a refresher course on Maller Lingo 101. Is that what we have to do here? Momentum is the first cousin of chemistry, intangibles, and veteran mentorship. Right? Those, those terms are all interchangeable. They all fall into the same sportscaster lexicon, the lingo that is used every postseason series. It is used to explain the outcome of a game. Rather than just say, hey, the Celtics are a better team, they shot the ball better, they played better defense, rather than say that, you have to say, well, no, no, the Celtics have momentum. No, no, they don't have momentum. There's no such thing as momentum in the world of sports. All right, does not exist. This is a subjective term, just like all those other terms are, of intangibles, chemistry. Uh, they're all interchangeable terms here. It's based on a feeling that someone watching the game has. Right? You can't go and buy momentum Nobody knows where momentum comes from or where it goes because it doesn't exist. It is something that is used to explain what you watched but isn't completely arbitrary term. Right? Now, 
let's look at this objectively. Right? Do the Celtics have momentum going into game two? No. Right? Absolutely not. Do I think the Celtics are going to win game two? Yes, I do. But not because of momentum. Not at all. Right? We base these things, at least we should base these things, on observed facts. Not influenced by emotion or prejudice, which is you know your feelings. I feel like they have momentum. It's ridiculous. Now, the second part of this, part B, what game one does do for players like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, who didn't have to do all that much in this game because the game was over at halftime, but what this game does do is it, it doesn't provide momentum. That's a, it's a confidence booster. Right, because confidence does matter. Right, your self confidence, your belief in yourself, that reinforces the Celtics' confidence that they had anyway coming into this particular series. Confidence is reality. That is the backbone of winning. The confident player is going to make more shots than the player that's not confident and lacking their shots. It has nothing to do with momentum. Confidence is a real thing. Like the Celtics didn't play as well as they are capable of, and they still won the game by 25 points. That's good for team morale, right? That's good. Hey, we could actually play better, and we still won by 25 points. Especially, you look at that front-line combo of Marcus Morris and Al Horford, who put up 41 points, combined 14 rebounds, and shot 15 of 22. That's 68% from the floor for Boston. And Morris defending LeBron James with a... Uh, an ensemble effort, but he was the guy uh, on LeBron, a team-high 39 possessions. The Cavaliers averaged a very weak 89.7 points per 100 possessions. That is down from 108 offensive rating in the postseason. So they dropped that down by almost 19 points a game. That nosedive with Marcus Morris on LeBron, and in the paint, the Celtics were able to be be better. They were, they were a better team in the paint. They outscored the Cavaliers by 22 points, despite despite taking a gazillion uh, three-point shots. I think they had 33-point shots. They had a plus eight in the rebound category, Boston did, against Cleveland. And a lot of these numbers are misleading because the game was over at halftime. It was extended garbage time. Now, the parting shot on this, the Toronto Raptors, I keep going back to this, are not walking through that door. The gutless Canadian wonders that embarrassed themselves and made Cleveland appear to be wonderful. See, if you go by that momentum jar- jargon, that nonsense, you'd say, well, Cleveland should have won, should have won this game because they had all the momentum after sweeping away Toronto. Of course, that did not happen. Right, The Celtics, they're not a mentally weak Team, they're not. Uh, so there's no, there's gonna be no carryover effect in that regard. It's not like in Game Two, the Cavaliers are gonna show up to the gym and be like, "Well, we can't win. We don't have momentum. We I can't win. We gotta give up. Hands in the air, everybody. We can't win. We got mo- we don't have no momentum. Celtics have all the Uncle Mo, all of it. It's ridiculous. You think in like the fourth quarter of a game, if it's close, uh, the, the LeBron James will be like, "Well, we can't. We, we're in trouble. We don't have momentum." Cannot win it. Don't have Mo. Don't have Uncle Mo. So silly. So, so silly. Uh, let's hear from some of the key participants in this game one slaughtering of the cadavers. Uh, we'll hear from LeBron James. Who ca- See, LeBron, he didn't go to college 
if he had gone to college, maybe maybe even if he didn't go to college, if he just read something on the internet, he would have learned not to use the term momentum. Go. Their momentum and what? what they wanted to do started from the tip ball. You know, Horford tipped the right to, to, to Jalen Brown, and um, it looked like we had two on him. And next, you know, he's getting a layup. You know, right off the tip. You know, so that kind of set the tone right there, and we missed some shots. They made some shots. Horford hit a you know a big uh, a three, and, and and also was able to get an and one and um, get Kev his early two quick fouls. So you know, I kind of just started from the beginning. Just when you want to praise LeBron James, he uses terms like momentum, which shows you he's a moron. Right? I mean, it's like hey, you want to give LeBron the benefit of the doubt. He's like, uh, then he'll toss around the term momentum, right? You know, you could have said, LeBron, right, the Celtics were just better from the very beginning of the game, right? They they played better basketball. They were quicker to the ball. They played better defense. They made more shots. We weren't good. But instead, it's like, now momentum. I would like to use the term momentum. Ridiculous. All right, let's hear from Brad Stevens. Uh, God, Jesus H. Christ of coaches, Brad Stevens. I know that all my NBA media friends tell me. He is he's Jesus. If Jesus was coaching, his name would be Brad Stevens. What uh, is that, Shirley? No, it's Brad Stevens, actually. Uh, here's Brad Stevens, uh, who points out the, the strategic element, the X's and O's of going against LeBron. You just have to keep, you know, make it as hard as possible on LeBron. Easier said than done. He's obviously not going to have many games like that. Um, their shooters around him won't have many games like that. But um, I thought our guys were locked in. And, um, you know, we're just going to have to be that again on Tuesday night. Okay. So they were locked in. Just not not saying momentum. They said they were locked in, which is acceptable. Uh, here's one more from the Celtics coach. Uh, and I know from my, my vast experience on the local airwaves in Boston that there is a great debate about Al Horford. Because in the regular season, Al Horford is like a thief. He often, you, you wonder how he is earning the money that he's being paid. He does not uh, contribute. But in the playoffs, it's been a different story. And his biggest cheerleader, Al Horford's biggest fanboy, is his head coach. Yeah, it was really good. Both ends of the floor, he covered for us a lot defensively. He did a great job when he switched. He did a great job when he was uh, in help. And, um, you know, he's, uh, he's our rock. He's the guy we, we really, really lean on. Wouldn't you like to have someone say that? He's our rock. Right, that's that's sweet. That's like a Hallmark card, right? Isn't that like a Hallmark card? <laughs> He's our rock. What man? I don't think I've ever said that about another man. Have I? I, I don't know, Eddie. Have you? <laughs> Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Judas Garcia. He's back. Have you ever said that about another man that he's a rock? Um, no, 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 I haven't. No, it's. Uh... Yeah, maybe the the Rock you could say that about. Well, yeah, the, the Rock, former sure. wrestler, yeah. now did Hollywood you, star. Do you see his big movie this weekend? That was uh, what's been out. Has it been out for a while now? What, Rampage. What it, uh, yeah, I think it's been out for a while. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a stinking for a month. <laughs> Quality cinema. What are you the, talking the about? The cash uh, did flow though for him. I'm sure, regardless. I'm, yeah, and I'm guessing that like Rob Gronkowski sees that and says, "I could do that." I mean, how hard is that? I could I could do what The Rock does. I could make crappy movies like. Like Rampage, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, hey, it's all uh, all about the likability. I guess now Gronk's not as likable as the as the Rock, right? Because the, the ladies swoon for the Rock. They don't swoon as much for the Gronk, do they? I honestly don't. You know. do not know. I, I'm not. I okay. I don't know. I know in college. Now, what does does Mrs. Maller a big fan of the Rock? Uh, yeah, she likes the Rock. Okay, I think, yeah. Well, isn't that his whole claim to fame? Is that it's 
most likely not his acting uh, chops. It's his uh, his other chops that people seem to like. You know, <laughs> right? What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm just saying. It's like he's not. If you paid him on his acting skills, he would yeah. not be paid very much. But it's he sells tickets. People. I, well, go. I'm guessing that more men would go see Rampage than more women, though. Nah. Really? I don't know how that. I, I assume I'm any not, movie. I'm not that saying Rock, the ladies don't like him. I'm just saying I don't think they're going to pay a lot of money to go watch him oh, beat up by half, giant uh, creatures or something. Two and a half hours to watch The Rock run around against a giant uh, hedgehog or whatever he's running against. Why not? Yeah, put hmm. him in any movie. Yeah. Yeah. Put well, clearly in. he's popular. He's getting a lot of work. Yes, he is. Uh, yes, he is. I will take your calls, 877-99 on Fox. If you would like to be part, 877-996-6369. I'm going to have to call a special meeting of the Maller Militia. Uh, This is unplanned. We did not have this in our script for the show. Everything's scripted out here. We're going to have to do a rewrite here. The good name of the Ben Maller Show has come under attack. We must have a meeting here. We must decide what we want to do about this. and how we can get some revenge, and what we need to do to get revenge. Uh, We'll fill you in on the details here. Uh, It's the first I've heard of it, uh, for reasons I'll explain momentarily. But a Maller Militia meeting, we're going to get together here on the radio. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We need some help. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. You can't lick your own elbow, travel at light speed, or sneeze with your eyes open. However, you have the power to increase the audience of The Ben Maller Show. Tweet, Instagram, and Facebook posts about the show. Don't be bashful. Tell your friends and family about our distinct program. Tell bad new listeners like yourself. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. All right. Time to call an emergency Maller Militia meeting here, calling everyone together. We have to figure out what to do here. We've been attacked. Our good name has been slandered over the weekend. I was unaware of it. I was completely oblivious to it. Uh, I've been informed by uh, sources I cannot reveal at this time. They have passed this information on to me. Uh, Mother's Day weekend attack. Is anything sacred anymore? Is anything sacred? On Mother's Day weekend, I get assaulted. How dare this particular person? And uh, we are referring to an online bullying that took place. Yeah. Captain James T. Kirk has assaulted us yet again. I've been blocked for two years. Over two years, this guy's blocked me. You're not the only one. Yeah. And he continues to have this sick, twisted fascination with our radio show. You'd think being the star of major TV shows for all those years that William Shatner would be satisfied with that. The man's in the twilight of his life. He's 87 years old. And he continues to be, this is, I would say this is elder abuse. It is elder abuse directed at me. It's an elder directing abuse my way. Captain James T. Kirk, my ass. All right, so uh, over the weekend, for some reason, Justin, P1 Justin, uh, decided to send a message out to William Shatner. And he wished him a happy Mother's Day. So no! happy Mother's Day to a fine woman, William Shatner. 
And I don't know why that triggered Shatner. Yeah, I have no you idea. You appreciate that, huh? Yeah, I have no idea. Well, and then, then Justin included my name in it. Of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> so he decided to include me in that. And and the response was what? Well, here's the response. This is what I've been given here. Uh, Shatner, and again, I'm blocked, Eddie, so I'm getting this secondhand. But Shatner wrote back, aw, and here's a hashtag Maller Marshmallow trying to be mean because Ben Maller. Now, he wrote the B on that with a small B. My name is capitalized, Bill. My name has a capital B. Anyway, he wrote, because at Ben Mallet. I love that he blocked me and still includes the at, so like he thinks I'll see <laughs> Maybe it. Maybe he forgot. Yeah, yeah. Because at Ben Maller is blocked, and here's where the assault begins, Eddie. Right after this? Yes. Yeah. And too cheap and nasty to get himself unblocked and refuses to support a children's charity. The, thought it was a horse charity. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. It was a, a horse. It's for the kids, though. Yeah, right. Uh, please. Uh, anyway, it continues here. Maybe everyone at Fox Sports. Well, that's progress. He now knows I work at Fox Sports. Hey. He did try to get me fired from ESPN uh, a that few months ago. That was effective. Yeah. He's now tweeting Fox Very Sports good. television, though. Yes, he's tweeting <laughs> the, the television, not radio. He's One made, of these days, he's going to get it right. Yeah. How great is it, the, the person Maybe. that runs the Fox Sports Twitter feed, <laughs> when they realize that William Shatner is sending them a message, like, oh, my God, Shatner. Anyway, uh, Shatner continues. Maybe everyone at Fox Sports can pitch in their coffee money this week and take pity on pathetic Maller. And then he's got that kind of a smirky emoji that he puts there at the end. Of that. All right, so in this in this response, he has called the people that love our show marshmallows. Uh, he's attacked them as being soft. Uh, he has called me cheap and nasty. Claimed I do not support children's charity. That I don't support that, which is incorrect. That is not true. He doesn't know my, where my money goes for charity. I feel uh, strongly in supporting charity. I also feel strongly in not promoting what I do for charity. And then he makes an assault on the Fox Sports Company that he uh, makes a joke about them putting their money together to take pity on me. So how do we handle this? Uh, this is a meeting uh, together, the Maller Militia getting together here. Uh, what do we have to do? And most of us have been blocked, Eddie. So I can't do anything. I'm helpless. Yeah, same here. here. So what do we do? What's the move here? There's a there's a few. Justin hasn't been blocked. There's a few other guys. Uh, I have been given a link, a back door, if you will, uh, to the the world of Shatner. I see Tequila Man is on there. Manic Mike. Some of our regular guys have not been blocked. They have run to support our good name here, and uh, and they are just destroying. From what I'm reading here, destroying the Trekkies. I mean the Ma- the Maller militia or call them the Maller marshmallows are it's it's a street fight and it's a gigantic mismatch. The the Trekkies have no match for the Maller militia. They don't. So so what's the what's the move here? What's the move? What do we do here? We've got to we've got to clear our good name here. Again, I called the marshmallows, the Maller militia. I was called cheap and nasty uh, that I don't support children's charity. And also need need pity from my coworkers. <laughs> I think the move is to continue to try to get him in studio if he wants donations. Justin replied to him and said, settle down, Bill. No one's going to give you money to unblock them. I will, though, write you a check to appear in studio with Ben. Ah. If you really care about the children, step up. 
right, and so, we had talked about this before. Like, all right, so what? So what do we do here? What's the uh, what's the move here? We put money into a, like a GoFundMe for, but all, on the condition, on the condition that he shows up in studio. How about that? I I will be your Donald Trump here uh-huh. because you're clearly like North Korea in the United States. <laughs> I was blocked. Now I'm unblocked. Oh, you're unblocked. So I, and, yes, ah. and I think Schatz did this because he wants me to work as the. The middleman, the go-between. You're, you're, you're the Dennis Rodman? Yes, I'm the mediator here. Okay. So whatever, um, you know, terms you have, I will. I could present those yeah. to Shatz for, for you. All right. So why don't you let Shatner know that we will do a GoFundMe. We'll raise, we can raise 1000 bucks, no problem. I mean, we could raise you know, tons more than that. We'll raise 1000 bucks, but he has to come down from his mansion in the hills above our studio and he has to do one hour. One hour. He can't leave early. If he leaves early, the money's off the table. Got to stay for one hour. We'll be respectful. And he's got to take phone calls, and he's got to play by our rules. All right? Okay. Now, right. do you think he's awake right now? Oh, of course. He's 87 do, do years want, old. He can't sleep. Do you he's want me to draft this tweet to him now or wait until the morning? Uh, let's see. Well, I, I don't know. Is he sending tweets out? Sometimes he's tweeting uh, during our check, show I'll here. check his account right When's now? the last time he sent a tweet out? One hour ago. All right. Wait till there's some new... See, you got to do it when there's activity. You got to do it when there's activity. Although he's so... He's like a, a fly to a... Fl- or moth to a flame. When he sees my name, he gets reaction. He gets reaction. So. Uh, it is getting kind of late, though. He's in L.A., right? You think he's in L.A.? Yeah, it's, yeah, if, uh, if he was tweeting one hour ago, chances are he's still yeah. he's still he's still up doing lines of cocaine right now. Oh wow! That's Allegedly, it's not, not helpful. Might might not want to include that in your yeah, tweets. You leave that yeah. out there if you're going to be the peacemaker. Weed man hippie, though, on the other hand, likely is uh, yeah. partaking in that. Uh, no! yeah. All right, so Danny's going to be the middleman. Uh, thanks to the the Maller militia, you guys have been great, and uh, Justin and Manic Mike and all the other guys there that have run to defend my honor and the good name of the show. So now, can I exaggerate you. and say we're going to raise thousands of dollars, or do you want me to shoot low with the uh, the number? Well, we're not going to raise thousands. I don't want to raise thousands. So say we're going to raise hundreds, we'll, maybe. We'll, we'll we'll do a GoFundMe. We'll raise see whatever number we come up with. He's going to say higher. Like if you say. We'll raise five hundred. He'll be like, "Well, what about a thousand? Why can't you earn a thousand? So maybe we should throw five hundred out. And then if he comes back with a thousand, we'll say, "Okay, we'll Danny, do a thousand." Danny, use some weasel words. Say uh, yeah, the potential. To, yeah, the potential with our worldwide audience is uh, unlimited. Something yeah. like that. We have un- unlimited reach, and yeah, because Shatner's unaware of that part of it. Like he's he's a bit ignorant when it comes to the reach of this show, calling us marshmallows. How dare him. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Marshmallows unite. We'll get to Maller to the third degree. We'll get to that coming up here in a little bit. Right now, though, Eddie Garcia is here, and he will give you the latest from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Well, thank you, Ben. In the NBA playoffs, we had the opening game of the Eastern Conference Finals, and it wasn't much of a game as the Celtics rolled to a 108-83 win over the Cavaliers. Boston led 
36 to 18 after the first quarter, cruised to the 25 point win and improved to eight note home this postseason. Jalen Brown had 23 points, Marcus Morris 21 points, Al Horford 20 points for Boston as they grabbed the 1 0 series lead for Cleveland in the loss. Their star LeBron James had just 15 points. NHL playoffs, game two Eastern Conference finals. Capitals beat the Lightning 6 2. Washington had six different goal scorers and have a 2 0 series lead, having won the first two games of the series on the road. Golf at the Players' Championship. Webb Simpson gets his fifth PGA Tour win. He shot a 1 over 73, but gets the four-shot victory. Had a big lead going into the final round. Tiger Woods was within four shots of the lead at one point on the final day, but he finishes seven shots back and tied for 11th place. This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car and enjoy more confident car buying experience. Ben, don't want to ignore Major League Baseball. Sunday night, it was the Nationals knocking off the Diamondbacks 6-4. Washington gets the sweep of the four-game series against Arizona. Bryce Harper hit his 13th homer of the year. Yankees over the A's 6-2. Giancarlo Stanton 4-4 at four, home run for New York. Angels down the Twins 2-1. Shohei Otani on the mound, 6 and a third innings. One run, three hits, 11 strikeouts, but he gets a no decision. Angels get the walk-off win. And a couple of uh, rivalry matchups. Astros beat the Rangers 6-1. White Sox over the Cubs 5-3. to three. All right, thank you for that. Eddie, we're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. A lot of reaction to Shatner, the Maller militia uh, under attack here. Uh, the uh, New York Met fan, the uh, the New York Recon in Miami. He's the guy that brought the, the Ben Maller show sign to the Marlins game. Which was cool until you realized there were 10 people at the Marlins game. So, uh, Anyway, he says, I don't follow him, but I think this is the perfect time to start. So I'm in chat attack, he says. Well, it's spats with chats. That's what we call it. We call it spats with chats. We've taken a lot of casualties, though, over the years. A lot of casualties. The Maller militia, the thinning of the herd here. People blocked uh, and, and not allowed to attack. Mo says, I believe we should send an all-out attack. Full force, he can't block us all, Mo says, of William Shatner. So he's recommending a full frontal attack, all weaponry, against Shatner on social media. Wait, wait, don't do that yet. No, yeah, hold, don't do Hold it. off yeah, on hold that. Hold off on that. Because uh, our, our negotiator, our Secretary of State here, is going to negotiate a peace offering. Now, well, that iHeart... Email we got. Um, Which one? I think it was last year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, there's only 75 new emails per day. Uh, that's right. But I think we got it last year, which gave us the potential number of millions of listeners we can reach. Oh, yes. Was yes, it yes. 71 million? Oh, and I heard alone. Oh, it's over 75 million now that they have like monthly listeners. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a, it's a big number. So put that on there. All right, uh, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Uh, Danny is writing a letter right now, a uh, response. And uh, Rachel says, true story. Last night while waiting for the uh, Caps-Bolts game, my husband was watching Star Trek. I had to explain to him why he, he can't watch OG Star Trek because William Shatner blocked me. How about that? How about Rachel with her? She's there at home. She's with her husband, you know, having a nice time on the weekend. They can't watch Star Trek because of Shatner. See what Shatner's doing? He's ruining families here. He's ruining relationships is what he's doing. 
It's a bad job. That must have been odd for her to explain to him that because of late night sports radio, yes. you can't watch Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. What? Yes. A pop culture icon has blocked you because you like a radio show. And he's offended. When he's not going to Comic-Con, he's offended by late night radio. Yeah. It's ridiculous. All right, to the phones we go, and uh, let's say hello to Kathy in Portland, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Kathy. Good morning, Ben. Welcome back, Eddie. And keep that Boston music coming, Danny. Don't worry about Shatner. Who cares? No, 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 no. He's attacked. Shatner's irrelevant. Well, he is irrelevant, but he attacked me. And you cannot allow that to go on. The man has assaulted my good name. If we do not, not we do not allow back. that at all. He called you a marshmallow. Do you want to be called a marshmallow? You know, I really don't care if he calls me a marshmallow. How's that? He's irrelevant. And for a hold on a second. Relax. You know what marshmallows are made from? Sugar. We're sweet. No, no, they're horse clues and uh, uh, whatnot. There's oh, horse parts no, that are no, thrown no. in. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, sugar. yes, yes. And this is a guy. <laughs> this is a guy that loves horses, and he calls us marshmallows. And there's uh, horse parts care. in marshmallows. How about that? Hey, those, our seltzer those, winners. Those, what do squishy, we care? those squishy marshmallows have horse parts in them. How about that? Uh, that's okay. He's irrelevant. Yeah. Let, him, let it go. How does that Frozen song go about let it go? You know that Frozen song? Kathy, I'm not in the mood to let it go here. Oh, okay. Well, Ma- anyway. Marshmallows are made out of horse hooves. How about that? Well, well that yeah. was a great monologue you did at the top of the hour. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That was that's wonderful. A, You're absolutely right. There isn't momentum. You're absolutely right. And I like Brad Stevens because everybody's overreacting to this win. Don't get so excited. It's one game. we got to win three more. Yeah. Take okay. it game uh, by game. Uh, all right. What are you reading off sportscliche.com? What's going on here? Well, it's a fact. No momentum. You got to win one game at a time. Don't get overconfident. Don't write Cleveland off. Take uh-huh. them seriously because they do have some talent. We have better players. More intensity. What do we do? I feel like we're going in circles here. I mean, the Celtics. Yes, sir. I mean, what's going on with you? I mean, seriously. This is kind of a typical standard sports radio call. We don't do typical standard sports radio calls. That's not what we want here. We don't want this. You're I'm better sorry. than that. Kathy, I'm you're so much sorry, better than that. Yeah. I'm you, you're sorry, falling into yeah. the, the rabbit hole of cliches and all that. What's uh, wrong that with you? That may be because I want myself to win this series. And if they get cocky, Oh, stop. They'll still, they'll still win. They're not going to throw it away. What's Cleveland that? sucks. They blow. Throw- I got, man, I got songs on my yeah. mind. We'll do Phil Collins it, throwing it all away. It, it, unless the Celtics turn into a bunch of DeMar DeRozans, you got nothing to worry about here, okay? Well, I sure hope not. A bunch I of sure spineless, gutless basketball players oh, named I'm DeMar DeRozan. Oh, Danny G's going to blow me up. It's, ac- it's actually up, it's actually oh, Coop on the trigger right up. now. Oh, Coop. What did I do? By the clock, four the clock. Cold blooded, cold blooded. That was uh, requested yeah. by the Koopaloo. Yeah, well, hard, hard network clock here. Yeah, we have a hard network clock. Well, if the call was good, we would have left you on, Kathy. The call was terrible. So. We have a rule. We have a little bit of wiggle room. If the call's good, we'll keep you on. But we're by the clock, four the clock, all about the clock. When the call sucks, here's the instant trivia. Here we go. We'll do go back to football just to give you a little taste. With big week for football, mini camps are going on. How exciting is that? Uh, unless they're not. All right, here's the instant trivia. Blank was the first player in NFL history to get to 400 receptions in his first four years in the NFL. Again, Blank, the first player in NFL history to get to 400 receptions 
in his first four years in the league. That is the instant trivia. The answer next. The only thing better than listening to the Ben Maller Show live on the radio is to hear it again at your convenience on demand. The Ben Maller Show podcast is moving up the charts, unless it's not. Support our little radio show by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and giving us five stars. It'll help keep the show growing and pacify our bosses. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We're going to attempt three bits, one segment. We'll go all in, all in. We'll try that, and we'll also mix in the Insta Trivia and Mallard of the Third Degree. Here's the Insta Trivia. Blank was the first player in NFL history to get to 400 receptions in his first four years in the league. That is the Insta Trivia. What is the answer? Deshaun is going with T.J. Hooker as his answer. Mike from the LBC says Larry Centers. Band Wagner from Sean in Portland. Deion Sanders tossed out by Greg. We have Lon Chaney Jr. from Harry Pothead. Lamb Chops tossed out by uh, the Trucker Joe driving around. J.J. Stokes from Rob in Minnesota. Touchdown Timmy Brown from Andrew. So you can't read that. Uh, Mr. Wonderful is going with Spock. Brandon LaFell from The Rooster. That's his guest. Khalil Green from Answers McGee. Uh, let's see. Uh, Justin, I'm not reading that one on the air. TJ Hushmanzada from Robbie the Mariner fan. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Of course I have an answer right. for you, Ben. Very the exciting. answer is Amani Toomer. The great Amani Toomer. No, that is incorrect. They're better at football than radio. Uh, no. Uh, the incorrect answer from the Cleveland Browns. He did it with the Miami Dolphins. Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, yeah, he caught 100 passes and had less than 1,000 yards, which is pretty hard to do. Three bits, one segment, three bits, one segment. It's Ben Maller, and he's going all in. I'll go all in. All in. I'm going to go all in. All in it is our tribute to sports wagering. And let's start out the new week. No need to go to Coop, right? Well, I've been hot, though. Have I not no, been hot? No, we, we should go to Mia. You, Why? Because, unfortunately, Ben, yeah. your streak is over. doesn't matter. I was 4-1 and one last week. Yeah, but your most recent result is it a doesn't, loss. It doesn't matter. That means you're doesn't in a matter. slump. No, I'm not in a slump. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not a slump. I'm you winning 80%. for your I'm last winning, one. I'm winning 80% of my picks that I'm handing out. All right, I got a good one. I got All a right, live time one. Time for you to bounce back. All right. My Houston Astros. I love these guys. I hope they continue to throw spitballs. The great Lance McCullers Jr. is on the mound for Maestros. They're in Anaheim in the OC. They'll get some sun during the day in Newport, and they will take down Andrew Heaney. Going for two losses in a row. uh, And the Angels. I love the Astros. Minus 143. That's a value play with the Astros. Eddie. NHL playoffs, game two of the Western Conference final, Winnipeg Jets, Vegas Golden Knights. Over, under of six, I'll take the under. And Danny G. Western Conference finals, game one, Golden State and Houston. The over, unders, 224 and a half. That's a big number. I, I think the total is going to be more around 220, so I'm going to take yeah. the under. Well, the Rockets are going to struggle to score against that Warriors defense. So. All right, Kubalu. you. Kubalu. Well, Ben, I, I'm going to have to agree with that last statement at least. Ah. So uh, forget the over-under here. I'm going to go with 
the Golden State Warriors plus one and a half. Ah, my Warriors. Ah, all right. Welcome you to my my Warrior team. You've got a lot of teams. You're such a bandwagoner. Right, my Warrior. I'll explain in the final hour how the Warriors are going to win and why they're going to win. And there's no need to watch. You know, the point by point analysis. I'll pull out my uh, my big board. And I'll have my telestrator, and I'll, I'll, everything will be laid out for you. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Three bits, one segment. This is bit number three. It's Maller to the third degree. We bring in the Coupe de Loop. Now, Ben, LeBron James said that while he believes Brad Stevens to be a great coach, he thinks that the praise for him is a bit overblown because of the injury factor with Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving going down. Do you kind of agree with him? Well, it's an, actually, that's an out-of-context quote. LeBron James said that Brad Stevens has been a great coach for years, that what's going on right now is overblown because of the injuries. So I'm, I got a couple of thoughts. A, it has been, I agree, it's been a slobber fest. With the NBA national media elite and Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens is a very good coach, and that's great. He deserves a lot of praise. It has been cranked up to blistering temperatures here in recent days leading up to the Eastern Conference Finals, and it's only getting worse now that the Celtics won game one. The Celtics were given last rights after they lost Kyrie Irving, and now they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now they're three wins away from the NBA Finals, and that certainly is worthy of praise Although, let's roll it back a little bit. The players on the court are the ones actually performing. And B, this love fest is not going to end anytime soon. I imagine when the Celtics win, and they will win this series over Cleveland, you will get a prolonged, drawn-out public neck massage for Brad Stevens, who, again, deserves the praise, good coach and all that, but this has been nauseating, even for someone that likes him like me. All right, next! There's been a lot of talk about uh, Dabo Sweeney potentially taking over for Nick Saban when he eventually steps down. Now, someone asked Sweeney about that this weekend, and he understandably downplayed that talk. Uh, do you think he would actually leave for Alabama if the opportunity arose, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he would. And I'll tell you why. Number one, the Bama job is the premier gig in college football. That is the Rolls Royce of the industry, and Dabo has roots in Tuscaloosa He's been there. He's done time in Tuscaloosa. The only drawback. Played there. Exactly. The only drawback, which is massive, is to have to follow the footsteps of Nick Saban. That's the curse, right? But the second thing, even if Dabo Sweeney, even if he ends up staying at Clemson, he's already making over $7 million a year. He's got to use the Bama job as leverage to get even more money out of Clemson. So either way, even if, even if he doesn't take the Alabama job, he's got to at least pretend like he's he's really interested, which I believe he is, and I think he will take it when Saban leaves if it's in the next couple of years. All right, next. Man, the San Francisco Zoo has a snow leopard named after Jimmy Garoppolo. If you were going to have a zoo animal named after you, which one would you choose? All right, I got three. I got a hippo. That's my number one. I got rhino. I'd like a rhino because I have rhino skin. And then the third one, this would have to be quite the zoo, a blue whale. I would like that's the largest animal in the world. I'd like to have a blue whale. There it is. How do we do? I, I was gonna thank fail you. you, but a hippo is a perfect representation. Oh, thank you. All right. I it's like a throwback to 40, 50 years ago. The big red machine is back, baby. They can beat up the tomato cans in L.A. What a disgraceful, morbid baseball team the once-proud Dodgers have turned out to be. What a joke. Welcome in the beginning 
of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We pause, put the brakes on this basketball palooza to go over to Major League Baseball. And one of the biggest disasters for a post-World Series team that I can recall. Now, there have been some Marlin teams where they tried not to win. And they they hit the eject button on many of their key players. And then they came back after they were in the World Series and won the World Series. And it was an embarrassment. It was a disgrace. The Dodgers, though, it's like somebody booby-trapped the locker room. And when these guys go down to play, it's uh, it's a hot mess one after another. The Cincinnati Reds, who were the worst team in the National League and dollar for dollar the worst team in professional baseball, the Cincinnati Reds found the perfect tonic to a miserable 2018 season. The Reds walked into L.A. They had their tail between their legs. And they strutted out like a peacock. Uh, they strutted out. They, oh, man, they looked great. They had a multitude of things go right, and the Dodgers had everything go wrong. A four-game series, which included Matt Harvey, a game I was at, Matt Harvey, who had been let go by the New York Metropolitans for dereliction of duties on the mound and went out and uh, and was perfect outside of a Reds outfielder losing a ball in the sky, wouldn't have even given up a hit against the Dodgers and the Cincinnati Reds, the red legs just fattened up against the sorrowful Dodgers. So I want to talk about this. Cincinnati outscored the formerly boys in blue, now bums in blue, 20 to nine. By the time the carnage was over on the baseball field, it was the first time the Reds had gotten a four game sweep in LA since 1976. Back when they had legends on that team, like Joe Morgan, and Pete Rose, players along that line uh, that were wonderful, Hall of Famers, right? But but wait, there's more. It's the first time the Dodgers were swept in a four-game series by a team as pathetic as a, a Cincinnati Red team that had a 300 or worse winning percentage since 1969. Damn! A Padre team came in in 1969, September of that year, and swept the Dodgers in a four-game series. And so now... The Dodgers find themselves, a team that was in the World Series, won the NL pennant last year, find themselves at 16-24. and 24. That's 400 baseball through their first 40 games of the season. That sounds pretty bad, right? That sounds pretty horrific. The reason it sounds pretty horrific, it is the worst start in the history of the L.A. version of the Dodgers. No Dodger team since they moved from Brooklyn has been worse after 40 games than this current band of losers that are wearing Dodger uniforms. And Dave Roberts appears helpless and hopeless at turning things around. He does. L.A.'s four and a half games behind the White Sox for the worst record in baseball. They're within five games of having the worst record in baseball. These other teams aren't even trying to win, and the Dodgers systematically are fun. They're one week away from catching the White Sox. The White Sox play well for a week. The Dodgers have a bad week. 
The White Sox passing by. The Dodgers are the worst team in baseball. Uh, let's hear from Dave Roberts, the uh, the skipper. Good old Dave Roberts. You know, there's there's two types of uh, managers. There's the in the in your face. We got to play better. Raw raw. This sucks. And then there's the passive manager that sits back. Everything's going to be okay. Nothing to worry about. Let's see which one Dave Roberts is. Uh, here's Dave Roberts, and he's trying to find a positive. He's trying to find a positive. They're playing their tails off. That's the silver lining. You see Cody advance on a, on a ball that gets away from the second baseman. You see guys running balls out. You see Matt Kemp laying out in left field. You see Yasmani Grandal blocking every ball possible. Guys are playing their tails off. Okay. Is, do I need to go on my traditional rant about how effort is not something to be celebrated? This is not Little League or high school baseball, and perseverance is not rewarded. You're a professional baseball player, and it's great that you play with effort, but that's kind of – it goes with the job responsibility. that You don't you don't get attaboys and pats on the back for that. Should I do that? Yeah, all right. Uh, here's more from, from Dave Roberts, who somehow uh, thinks, at least he wants to say this publicly, that he is not giving up on his guys. No, no, no. I see the wins and losses as well. But I think that, you know, when you start seeing guys hang their heads, then you got problems. But our guys, very resilient, and, and we'll be ready to play come Tuesday. I can promise you that. <laughs> they weren't ready to play this weekend. Why would they be ready to play on Tuesday? I know. What's Dave Roberts going to say? I know. What's he going to say, right? He's got to say something here. He's... Got a bunch of minor leaguers, uh, the way they're playing professional baseball. They're lackluster, uh, lackadaisical, all of those adjectives that we can use to describe this current Dodger team. So the question is, how concerned should Dave Roberts be for his job, right? How concerned should he be? Uh, this is typically the part of the calendar where something happens when a team sucks. When a team is playing the way the Dodgers are playing and the expectations were high, someone loses their job. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be Dave Roberts. It could be a hitting coach. It could be the pitching coach. Uh, it could be some you know, bullpen catcher or something like that. But generally speaking, someone is going to lose their job or there's going to be a front office shakeup, an executive is let go, or the final option is to make a trade and trade someone that you've heard of. The Dodgers' answer was to call up an amaderextrous pitcher. From the minor leagues. That was their big move this weekend, who is apparently equally bad right and left-handed. Uh, out who? Of, out of the bullpen. Uh, was it Pat Vanette? Is that his name? I think something like that. Never heard of him. He was in the major leagues a couple years ago, and it was a great gimmick. People were very excited about it until they watched him pitch. And he's bad from both sides, and it was just terrible. All right, so the, again, the question, uh, how concerned should Dave Roberts be for his job? Uh, well, in, in my world, he's on the hot seat. But I don't run the Dodgers. I don't run the Dodgers. If I'm in charge, he's out. I'd fire him right now. The way the team's played, I'm saying, that's it. I would have fired him after starting you Darvish in Game 7. I would have fired his ass. Get out of here, you bum. All right? You said, you thought you Darvish was going to beat the Astros in Game 7, and then you didn't even take him out right away? That's a mismatch! You should have been fired then! You got an extra 40 games, Dave Roberts! It's embarrassing. The energy-less, half-hearted crap the Dodgers are serving up. That's Dodger baseball? It's pathetic. It's what it is. Absolutely pathetic. Right? I mean, I, you can go on and on. You get the fall guys, the honeymoon, and ambition. You've got all that. And we'll bind all this stuff together. First of all, the Dodgers have a 
pile of excuses. Right, they got endless excuses to justify their pathetic, castrated performance on a nightly basis. Oh, but Corey Seager's out for the season. Okay. All right, fine. Clayton Kershaw's on the DL. Justin Turner hasn't played a big league game yet. Kenley Jansen struggling with his control and his velocity and all that. The Dodgers have more fall guys than they have wins. They've got more excuses for this pathetic, disgraceful, lethargic baseball that they're putting up. Uh, Every single day there's a new excuse. Now, Dave Roberts has done a poor job. He's done a poor job of getting his guys on the same page. Just simple baseball that good teams do, hitting behind runners, the, the stuff that's boring to talk about on radio because it doesn't make for good talk radio, but it does help you win games, right? You get runners on base. You don't have to get a gazillion hits to get runs. You get a couple runners on, nobody out. Fly ball, advance the runners, right? Or bunt, advance the runners, second and third. And then you know, another fly ball, you get a run. Shocking. You get one run out of it. And uh, instead, the Dodgers don't do that. They don't believe in that. Right, And Roberts has been unable so far to find a magic remedy. Now, the Dodger front office seems pretty passive. I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't think they have the balls to do anything. I think they're just going to ride this out, and they're going to say, well, we were in the World Series last year. Look at last year. Won the National League pennant last year. And every single night, they're getting anemic performances, and they're going to say, well, but we won last year. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a mulligan. You know, it's a mulligan. I don't believe in mulligans. I don't like mulligans. I don't believe in it. All right, the Dodgers have dropped seven of eight. They are five and fourteen since the last time they were above five hundred on April twenty third. They've got this victim mentality where they feel sorry for themselves, which I can't stand. It drives me nuts when anyone does that. It drives me insane. Now, the second thing here, uh, for some reason, the Dodgers have been contaminated with the winner's curse, which is odd to me. The reason that that is odd, is because the Dodgers lost the World Series. I was there. I watched you, Darvish vomit all over the mound. He projectile vomited all over the mound. Some even hit the center field scoreboard. Right there's no the uh, the outfield wall there in center field. It, it just that was you, Darvish on the mound right there. Right, and he wet his diaper, the whole thing, and and so you'd think like here's the way I look at it. Right, you'd think you'd come back hungrier and more motivated, right? With more of an edge, more on a chip, a chip on your shoulder. Like you were wronged. You had the game at home. You were this criminal impersonation of a pitcher by you, Darvish, robbed you of winning the World Series. So instead, you were going to come back and you're going to play better. Remember that team in Kansas City? I think it was the the 2014 Royals who lost. Didn't they not lose a Game Seven in the World Series to the San Francisco Giants? and Madison Bumgarner in their home ballpark. did And wasn't that a lopsided game, if I remember correctly? What did that Royals team do? What did that Kansas City Royals team of 2014 do? They lost that World Series in Game 7. What a bummer. They came back the very next year, and they were world champions. They, they won the American League pennant. They won the World Series. They beat the New York Mets. That's the model. Instead, you've got a Dodger team that's in this honeymoon phase, right? Like, hey, we won, we won the National League pennant. Whoop-de-damn-do. And there's this, this sense of tranquility that should not be there. It's like they hit the snooze alarm on the entire first month and a half of the baseball season. They fell back asleep on the pillow is what they've done here. It's pathetic. And the starting pitching's been bad. The bullpen's been worse. It's been biblically terrible. The hitting has been been just embarrassing. 
other than that, all's good in Hollywood. Everything's great, right? Nothing, nothing, nothing to see here. The last two weeks, the Dodgers starters are 25th in innings pitch. They're not going far into games. The beleaguered bullpen has been a debacle all year. Now, the final thing here, the Dodgers have played 24.6% of the 162-game regular season. And as I mentioned, this is the worst 40-game start in the history of the L.A. version of the Dodgers, which goes back to 1958. They have zero signs of life. The, the body is brain dead at this particular they're, – they're saying, where can we uh, send the organs at, at this point? Where we can put the organs on ice. And despite that horrible record, right, the arithmetic is still in the Dodgers' favor. They are four and a half games behind the White Sox for the worst record in baseball, but they have 122 games to go. They're seven games out of the Pirates for the wild card, the last wild card spot in the National League. So who are the real Dodgers? Is it these pathetic stooges that have played, the, these in, people pretending to be like baseball players the first month and a half uh, or two months of the baseball season that have been lifeless? that have just been going through the motions. The reason not to be optimistic is the Dodgers have no – they've shown no ambition, right? They've shown no ambition here, and that is going to be the downfall more than anything. You have to have the hunger, the enthusiasm, and they haven't shown that. I don't know how you get that in the middle of May. I don't know how you wake up on May 14th or May 15th or May 16th and say, okay – now we're going to go for it. Now we're going to do all those other things. I, I don't know how that happens, but it's a complete disaster from a baseball standpoint all the way down the list. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We welcome back Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia is good to have Eddie back with us, and we are battling William Shatner, and uh, Danny G is, I guess he's working on a message. I don't know. I don't have an update, Eddie. Do you have an update? I don't have an update. Okay. I guess the man to go to would be, in fact, Danny G Radio. Yeah, who probably uh, so? How, how is that uh, going along, Danny? Have you G? sent the message? I out? did. Have you okay? I what did, what did the message say for those of our listeners who may not be on Twitter? If you're just on to the show right now, I was attacked. The good name of the Ben Maller show was attacked viciously. Um, Thing about contacting a lawyer from what William Shatner said, he called. <laughs> You marshmallows, right? He was. He said that. You, you being the Ben Mallers are listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, I mean, not, you know, Mally, instead of the Maller militia, he called them marshmallows <laughs> and said some other horrible things there. Uh, but you were, you were going to respond to him? Yes, so here's what I wrote to Mr. Bill Shatner. All right. On behalf of the Ben Mallers show, I'd like to invite you into our studios in Sherman Oaks to thank you for your time. We'll not only promote your fundraiser, and then in a quotation, in parentheses, I put, we have potential of 75 million iHeart listeners oh, worldwide. Okay. I'm sure he'll, he'll agree with you on that. Okay, yes. We'll also do a GoFundMe for your fundraiser and raise hundreds with if, an exclamation mark. I would, um, well, I ran sorry out, to be picky, but ran out of hundreds. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah probably should have said... We will raise um, lots of money. Yeah, so well, trust yeah, me, yeah, the, first, yeah, yeah. the first comment underneath of it to Bill says... Just so you know, several hundreds. Several hundreds. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah, militia's yeah. already backing up the request. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and Shatner, the, the reason that we're doing this is because Shatner called you Marshmallows. You, the listener, Marshmallow. Uh, he he uh, slandered my good name, uh, said that I'm too cheap and nasty, 
uh, to get myself unblocked. That's and very, yet, very, we are still trying to yeah. find a peaceful solution exactly. to this. Said that I don't support children's charity, which is not true. Uh, attacked my employer, Fox Sports, although I don't work for Fox Sports TV, uh, and asked them <laughs> to pitch money in uh, to take pity on pathetic Mather. The man called me pathetic. He called you the listener, Marshmallow. Uh, he said, I'm cheap and nasty, pathetic. I want to get all these insults in. Yeah, I, when's the last time I took a shot at Shatner on Twitter? I can't remember the last time I took a, Shatter, a shot at him on Twitter. Don't well, do he has blocked you, so it, it kind of wouldn't, you know. Yeah. All right. So well, keep if, us there's, if there's one thing the Ben Maller show is known for, it's that it always takes the high road. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. You know, high road might be covered in feces, but we'll take the high road. Absolutely. Yes. Now, if this doesn't work out... What's our next move? What's our next well, move? Well, we'll have a battle plan tomorrow. And one thing about the, the, the Maller marshmallows, these yeah. marshmallows, I know, will remind Shatner. So if you, if you haven't been blocked yet by pop culture icon William Shatner, if you're on Twitter tomorrow and you see him starting to tweet, let him know, hey, have you, do you have a response? If he doesn't respond, we need a response. Yep. Yeah. I would say the first thing, please retweet this hostage letter that I sent. And let's get behind that. And if that doesn't work, because the over-under now on how long it's going to take for my account to be re-blocked. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, I, he hasn't blocked anyone in a while, I thought. I thought he's done with the blocking. Maybe because he's trying to raise money. Yeah. That's, uh, that's as true. soon as the fundraiser's over, block, 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 block. Yeah, yeah, the, the whole thing. All right. It's, uh, the, is he on some NBC show? What's he on? He's promoting some NBC show. Uh, yes, uh, with uh, George Foreman and uh, Henry Winkler and really? Terry Bradshaw. Oh, it's probably a terrible show, right? Can you imagine? I can't remember the name is? of it. Oh, my I think God. It's where they traveled. Old guys going yeah. around the country. Yeah, guys yeah. past their prime. All right. Uh, very good. Well, that's the latest on Shatner. We'll take your phone calls. Also, happy anniversary. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire. All things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website. Follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is the liar liar and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. He eagerly awaits your calls. You can follow him at UH Bronco Fan. But I, I, I want to mount it. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. All right, well, wish a happy anniversary, Mom and Terry. This is going to be we'll have a good time with this coming up here, Mom and Terry. But first, we say hello. We got a golden ticket. Jonathan in Philly's cashing his golden ticket. Because I've got a golden ticket. Ben Maller, it's great to hear from you, my friend. Um, I would like to offer my services to, to help mend this, the the uh, bridge between you and William Shatner. I, I have, I, I went to college and I have, I'm a college experienced college writing. I, I can help mend the fences with words. And I think we can really do some great things here for, to, to uh, help raise money. All right, well, you're and, showing you're quite a wordsman. Uh, I, uh, how about you, uh, you would like to diffuse this is what you're, you, you're looking for the word diffuse, right? Is that accurate? Yes. yes. I would like to help diffuse the situation. Yes. All right. Because at the end of the day, it's a petty little feud. And I think we can come together and really, really raise some good money. And I think that chats would be on board with that. But I will say, Ben, if you're going to do this, you got to tone down the rhetoric a little bit about, uh, 
against shots. Like, oh, st- guys- oh no, what, I didn't say anything. This, what did I say? That's incorrect. What have I said? That's incorrect. See, Ben, that's your go-to line when when you're uh, when you're flustered. You go, oh, what did I say that was wrong? Well, when- tell me what I said that was wrong, and I won't say it. Tell me what I said. Go ahead. That's my rebuttal. Tell me what I said. It's it's not what you said per se. It's how you handled the situation. Well, you, it, it, what did it, I say it, that it was said- incorrect? Send an olive branch to him. I can't. I'm blocked. I can't do well, any. I, I, I had Danny, Danny G send a message. Coop and yeah. me will. All right. We will reach out to well, him. Well, Coop's blocked, too. Coop's still, are you still blocked, Coop? Yeah. Yes, I am. Uh, he's still blocked. Eddie's blocked. This guy's attacking our show, Jonathan. Are we supposed to sit, sit there and stand by and just take it? Is that what we're supposed to do? I don't think so. Well, on another note, uh, I just wanted to thank the Ben Maller Show because um, for those who don't know, over the past couple of years, I've really been struggling with my health lately. And listening to the Ben Maurer show every single night has really helped give me some joy in the small things in life. I just wanted to thank you all because oh, well, good. I- I'm-, I'm almost always listening every night. And despite the fact that I'm not always tweeting in, usually due to who I am or who am I game or the instant advice stuff. Yeah. But I just I want to thank you all. Thank you for continuing and the Mallard Militia are, are, have been utterly fantastic to me. And um, on that note, Ben, have a great night. All right. Well, feel better, Jonathan. Thanks for listening, man. You've been loyal over the years. We got you through college, Jonathan. We got you out of college. All right. There he goes, so Jonathan. Jonathan, retweet my hostage letter. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I asked Jonathan, and I, I've known Jonathan for years. He's listened a long time, and he's been loyal to the show. I, I asked him what specifically I said that was incorrect. He did not give one example of anything. If you tell me what I did that was incorrect, I will remedy the situation. Uh, He did not do that. It's a bad job by him. Shame on him. All right, we'll get to the uh, happy, happy anniversary. We'll get to that. Some more phone calls. Also, later this hour, we have the Insta Advice Line. We'll get to that as well. But first, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, Eddie Garcia is here, and he will give you the latest. Eddie? Well, Ben, in the NBA playoffs, opening game of the Eastern Conference Finals was a bit of a disappointment, unless you're a Celtics fan, because they easily beat the Cavaliers 108-83, to a 25-point victory for the Celtics, who are now 8-0 at home this postseason. Jalen Brown had 23 points. Marcus Morris, 21 points. Al Horford, 20 points in the win for Boston. They grabbed the 1-0 series lead for Cleveland. Superstar LeBron James was held to just 15 points. NHL playoffs, Game 2 Eastern Conference Finals. Capitals beat the Lightning 6-2. Washington had six different goal scorers, including Alexander Ovechkin, who gets his 10th of the playoffs. Washington now has a 2-0 series lead, having won the first two games of the series on the road. Golf at the Players' Championship, Webb Simpson, who had a huge lead heading into the final round, shot a 1-over-73. That was still good enough for a four-shot victory for his fifth PGA Tour win, but his first in five years. As for Tiger Woods, he was within four shots of the lead. At one point, he was tied for second on the final day but he ended up finishing seven shots back, tied for 11th place. This report is brought to you by TrueCar. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from TrueCar. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now, Ben, we don't talk too much MMA on the show unless somebody throws an object through a bus window, but former NFL criminal Greg Hardy will be making his professional MMA debut on June the 12th in a heavyweight fight against another former NFL player, someone named... Austin Lane, who I'm not familiar with. Now, Hardy was, uh, well, he hasn't played football since 2015, was uh, arrested. Who's he going against? Austin Lane, A-U-S-T-E-N. Apparently, he was a defensive uh, end in the NFL. 
Really? I'm sure you're looking him up right now. Uh, but uh, Hardy hasn't played in the NFL since 2015. He allegedly assaulted his ex-girlfriend, also had a misdemeanor drug charge in 2016. So we'll have a couple of uh, former NFL players battling in the octagon, if that does anything for you. Oh, that's so exciting. He had 66 career tackles. This is Austin Lane we're yeah, talking about? Austin yeah, Austin Lane. And he played how many NFL games here? Uh, not many. Not many. He was uh, on waivers a lot. He was he bounced, bounced around, around. Yeah, yeah he bounced around Jacksonville, Kansas City, Detroit, Chicago. Didn't Have really we ever seen? Mark, right? I mean, like I, I talked about you earlier in the show. You and I are old. Remember Ed Too Tall Jones yeah, tried his hand at boxing. It didn't really go too well. We've seen a lot of these guys, you know, try to look for something else to do when their career ends in various sports. Yeah, is anybody come to mind that has actually pulled this off as being successful in any way at all? Danny Bonaducci. Yeah. <laughs> we played in the NFL for several years and did, uh, did very, very well. Didn't Jose Canseco try to Yes, that was. Box? And then his brother fought for That's him. Right. Remember? Because his he, twin brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah, yeah, happened yeah. where Jose, he couldn't fight or didn't want to fight, so he had his, his brother Ozzy do it for him, but they, but they yeah. figured it out. It wasn't Jose. He would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling That's people right. that That's interfered right. with him. We're coming here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On your car insurance, just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, this might seem like just a normal day. This might seem like just a normal day today, but it's not. This is a special day. Now, it's the 14th day of May, and why is today special? Why does today matter? Well, because today is the 40th anniversary of one of the top 10 rants of all time in the history of recorded uh, broadcast audio We take you back now to the 1970s. The 1970s. This is in the top 10. 19, I believe it was 1978, I believe was the year, I think. Uh, That would make it 40, right? Yeah. Uh, And uh, the Dodgers were playing the Chicago Cubs. And an outfielder by the name of Dave Kingman had been in a slump. Now, he had hit a home run the day before, but on this particular day, Dave Kingman obliterated the Dodgers. It was a long game, a five-hour game, and he ended up hitting not one, not two, but three home runs and had one of the great days of his career, Kingman, and that led to this from Tommy Lasorda. What's your opinion of Kingman's performance? What's my opinion of Kingman's performance? What the f- think is my opinion of it? I think it was f- put that in. I don't <laughs> opinion of his performance. <laughs> He beat us with three home runs. What do you mean, what is my opinion of his performance? How can you ask me a question like that? What is my opinion of his performance? He hit three home runs. I'm stopped to lose a game. And you ask me my opinion of his performance. I mean, that's a tough question to ask me, isn't it? What is my opinion of his performance? Yes, it is. I... Ask it, and you gave me an answer. Well, I didn't give you a good answer because I'm mad, but I mean... That wasn't a good question. That's a tough question to ask me right now. What is my opinion of his performance? (laughs) I mean, you want me to tell you what my opinion of his performance is? You just did. That's right. (laughs) Guy hits three home runs against us. (laughs) All right, so there it is. That's from May 14th, 1978. And the, the other voice you heard in that was the voice of Paul Olden, who for many years has been the public address announcer at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Paul Olden was a radio stringer 
with a friend of ours who worked briefly here, Ted Sobel, who worked at Fox Sports Radio, a longtime L.A. radio guy. And uh, they would get the audio every day of Tommy Lasorda. And that particular day, after Dave Kingman hit three home runs and drove in eight runs, it actually was a Mother's Day game that went five out. Mother's Day. <laughs> Mother's Day Lasorda went on that uh, that rant. And, and my first couple of years when I was a young radio reporter myself, I covered the Dodgers and Lasorda was still managing the team. And I would interview. I had to do the job that, you know, that guy did there, and I had to interview him after the game. And even then, and Lasorda by that time, he was near the end of his career as a manager. But I remember there were two different Tommy Lasordas. There was the Tommy Lasorda when the Dodgers won, and then there was the Tommy Lasorda when the Dodgers lost. And I had to get audio, and when the Dodgers would win, he was the life of the party. He had such great enthusiasm. It was wonderful. And, the, and the, he, what he did was the post-game spread, where the players didn't want to get the post-game meal, he had it in his office. So the players, if they wanted to eat, had to go into Lasorda's office to get the food. And it was uh, you know, typically it was uh, Italian or uh, you know whatever would happen. It was a lot of Italian food, but he 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 always had the food in his office. And so if they won, it was fine. But if they lost, and I needed a soundbite, he would not stop chewing. I would interview him. I'd put the mic in front of him, and I'd ask him a question about the game, and he'd give me an answer while chewing. And very <laughs> professional. Yes, and it was very, it was very odd. And I, of course, I was you know newbie, and I was like, oh, this is Tommy the Sword. I can't, you know, what am I? I can't say anything now. At this point in my life, I would say something, but uh, yeah. So, King's so performance. How how does now you talk about your top ten all time rants? Yeah, uh, I won't go. I won't ask you to go through the top ten. But where does the Kurt Bavakwa Tommy the uh, rant compare I, to the Kingman rant? I like the Bavakwa more, and I'll tell yeah, you I why. Do too. All right, I. It's kind of like music. You know, I love music, but when I hear a song eight gazillion times, I don't enjoy it as much. I've heard the Kingman thing so much that I feel like it's burned out in my head. Like, if you've never heard that before, you probably love it. You think it's the greatest thing you've ever heard. Um, And there's some music, you hear it, and there's no end of it. You know, like, I... Uh, there's certain songs you hear, you can't get enough. But it also works with post-game rants. Like the Lee Ilya rant, I can hear a million times. I laugh every time. It's the greatest thing ever. Um, and I've heard that a bunch. The Kingman thing, I've heard it too much. I'm played out. Uh, but it's still a top 10 all-time rant. I have it I have it a little lower. It's been passed. There's some football coaches. Uh, our friend uh, who used to work here, Jim Mora, many years ago, some of his rants, you don't know diddly-poo, and playoffs, those are some great rants uh, that I put in there. Uh, uh, playoffs? The Bavakwa one had a couple of fantastic yeah. lines where he could. He, he said Bavakwa couldn't, yeah. right, couldn't hit water if it fell off a boat. Yeah. And also he said if I was pitching, I would have had a limousine <laughs> pick, pick his up a ass buck. up, yeah. <laughs> Make sure he's at the ballpark and in the lineup. That's awesome. <laughs> those that were fantastic. some good lines. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Let's go to Chris in Houston who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Happy anniversary to Dave Kingman. And Tommy Lasorda. I saw Dave Kingman a few years back, and I did not know it was Dave Kingman. Somebody pointed out to me, hey, there's Dave Kingman. And I had to look at him three or four times uh, before I realized, yep, that's Dave Kingman. What's going on, Chris, in Houston? Playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs. You don't know diddly <laughs> poop. Hey, you know, that was one of the greatest ones, Ben. I tell you, you, you make me change up every time I want to call because I have to sit and listen to your rant and, you know, you get your little cocky statement. You didn't left your little clippers alone. Now you're a Boston homer because they pay you. 
And I mean, you over here with your knee jerk reactions, man. Calm down, man. I don't know it's what you're still, talking about. It's I only one game. What are, you, what are you talking about? The Celtics are better than Cleveland. See, now you're prepared. They are no, a better no, no, no. team, but you, they don't have a better player than LeBron James. Doesn't matter. You think Marcus Morris is going to keep him from scoring? Come on now. It doesn't. LeBron can score. The Celtics are still going to win. It'll just be a closer game. Now, you know with the NBA, they're going to stick the goons. You know they're going to send slick back and hot dog pack head out there to change that up. Now, you know that. No. See, what you're doing here, Chris, is you're preparing your excuse when the Rockets lose on Monday night. You're, hey, it's I'm only, one, it's only one game. It's only one game. It's going to be a seven-game series. The Rockets will be back. I'm not worried. I know what you're going to say when the Warriors win game one. You're preparing your spiel is what you're doing. You see, I'm not even worried about that because I know what's going to happen with that. We're going to do what we're supposed to do, and that's and protect lose. on court. No, you're not. Now, Incorrect. thank you, for, and, and I got a bone to pick with you. Stop picking our team. You're the curse of the Bambino, man. You really do have a curse, Ben. No, I do not you have do. a curse. That you is incorrect. <laughs> There's no <laughs> such that, thing. As, no, 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 no. That's made up by a guy. Man. I called the show years ago, the curse of the Bambino. There is no such thing. My Dodgers won the National League pennant. They're playing great baseball this year. They've come back, played really good baseball. The Clippers made the playoffs this year. The Rams were in the Super Bowl last year. My, my Red Sox are playing great. Everything's going really well for me. Man, Ben, it's. It's because of you, George Springer is on the DL because you want to go pick him in the pick him. Stop picking the teams, Ben. <laughs> That's my lock he of the day. The, uh, no, the Astros are going to beat the Angels. I'm telling you, bet bet your mortgage on that game. Ben Wagner. No, no. God, you just oh, you just burned me up uh, with all that, uh, man. Now, I now Chris, I want you to it. I want you to call when the Rockets lose. I will take your call first. I want to hear your excuse when the Rockets lose oh, on Monday to the Warriors. I look forward I, to that. I told you, Ben. I told you, Ben, there's no excuses for the series. Yeah. Nobody's injured. Uh-huh. Nobody's hurt. Yeah. This is yeah. mono-mono, yeah. class yeah. yeah. to the yeah. Titans. Yeah. Let's get it. I think Chris, Let's get Chris, it, Ben. Chris Paul has an unreported ankle injury. That's what I'm guessing. An unreported ankle keep, or hand injury. How about that? You know, keep poking that little old Chris Paul dog, because the more you poke it, the yeah. more that dude does poke, well. Poke, 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 Kiss somebody's yeah. toes. That's yeah. when they end up on an injury yeah, report. I'm going to lick the man's toes is what I'm going to do. I, I got to go. Thank you. Chris, our friend Chris in Houston, who's going to get those tissues out when the Rockets start losing to Golden State on Starting Monday night. All right, we will uh, press on there. Now I'll be I'll be here uh, unless I have jury duty. If I have jury duty, I won't be here. So you got to hope the court system does not call me in to do my public service. Otherwise, I will be here hanging out. The Insta Advice Line on Screen Radio next. Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of us as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place with over two billion of our closest friends most of whom ignore us. Please take a second to like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Back at it. We go hanging out here at the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It is a staple of our radio show at about this time every week. Let's do it. Here we go. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, you. And away we go. It's the Insta Advice Line unscreened radio. The safety net is off. Time to give back the wisdom, the advice, the knowledge that you own. 
We are common people. We are peasants. But we can give advice to the powerful people in sports and entertainment. That's what we do. Now, we thought of giving advice this week to LeBron James, Cavaliers lost game one. But we could do that anyway. We thought, well, maybe they would give advice to the Warriors or the Rockets. But we have a long way to go. That series will still be going on next week. But the thing that's fresh in our minds, my attack by William Shatner, he called me cheap. He called me nasty. He called you, the listener, a marshmallow. He said I'm pathetic. This slanderous attack by William Shatner. So we need advice here. Insta advice on how to end our feud with William Shatner, how to rectify this situation. What can we do? What do we have to do to set it right here? And does this warrant a verbal assault by me against William Shatner? All right, here's the number, 877-99 on Fox. You're live on the air when you hear my voice. Hello, line one. Advice to end the feud with William Shatner, line one. John 2018. Oh, there he is, the guy from Charlotte, the Bible guy. All right, uh, line two, your advice to William Shatner to end the feud. You're, you're, breath- you're breathing heavy, sir. Yes. The advice we want to give is from Mr. Smooth. Good morning, everybody. Oh, oh, Mr. Oh, Smooth, hey. we missed you. We missed you, Mr. Smooth. Welcome back. Well, William Shatner... You can't do my guy Ben like this because whatever he does is always smooth in the groove and the creator approves. I love Get it. Off his back. Call back more, Mr. Smooth. <laughs> yeah, where you been? I don't know. He's gone. Line three, you're on the air. Advice to William Shatner. Line three. Shat is a band wagner. It's right. not funny. <laughs> Line four, you're on the air. We're giving advice to William Shatner how to end Ben the... Maller is now a band wagner. All right. Line four, that's you. You're on the air. Line four. <laughs> got a murder. Got to go. Oh, there oh, it is. I love another it. Another one. All the legends. Guy. Legends are lined on? up in a row. Oh. Line five, hello. You're on the air. Advice to end the feud with William Shatner. Give him my little Bella. Oh, you jerk. Another girl. legend. Uh, no, run. not an A. No. Yeah. We had to dump that. That's dog abuse. Line uh, line five, you're on the air. Go. Line six, go. All right, thank you for that. Best call we've had. Line one, hello. Oh, hi, Ben. We missed him. Love you, Eddie. All right, line thank two, you. hello. Go. I thought you fell off a horse. You're supposed to get back on. Uh, all right, line, uh, that's, uh, line three. Hello, line three. We're giving advice. To end the feud with William Shatner, to rectify the situation. The only guy that can solve this issue is Bill Miller. That's right. We need Bill Miller. I'm here. I'll save the day. Got a murder. Got to go. Line four. Hello. You're on the air, line four. I tell him, get right or get left. I don't. I couldn't understand (laughs) that. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Moving on. Line five. You're on the air. Go. Phaser him and turn his into toasted mini marshmallows. Okay, uh, those are good toasted marshmallows. Line six, hello. John nine one. Oh, nine one one, John. Yes, all right. Uh, line one, go. Yeah, y'all should all meet at the buffet with Martolo Colo. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll do one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I'm blaming the people who... Go ahead, Coop. Hurry call up. number four. Caller number four. Last call. Advice to William Shatner. Line four. Go. Hippie fundraiser. A weed man hippie fundraiser, he says. No, no, buy drugs. The preamble is about to end. It is game day in the Western 
Conference Finals. It finally begins. Days and days of lead-up, but we have it ready to go. We will discuss the Rockettes and the Warriors going at it for the right to say they're the kings of the Western Conference. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, if you're smart, you've avoided all this, but if you're, uh, you know, occasionally you fall down, you're low-hanging fruit, you pay attention to the to the build-up, the well-planned, strategic-like hype that the Warriors and Rockets series, uh, the, the, the build-up for this has been intense. It is all prologue. Once the game begins, that's it. We forget about it, and then we talk about what happens in the game itself. But the Warriors hoping that they can avoid the fate of Cleveland, that they were the road team. They walked into Boston and got stomped on by the Celtics, a blowout. But that's more about the lack of talent the Cavaliers have from top to bottom than it is about anything else. So what can we expect tonight? What can we expect? Now, you've got a couple things in play here. You've got the gambling element, and I like to say follow the money. you got to follow the money. Where is the money at? Because usually if you're, if you're on the other side of the public, you're in pretty good shape. You're in pretty good shape. That's usually how that works. Uh, but is that going to be the case here? It's not always the case. It's not always the case. Now, the, the Warriors and Rockets, Houston a one-and-a-half point favorite. That's where the game opened up at one-and-a-half. Currently, the Rockets are still favored by one-and-a-half at home. 70% of the tickets on the side of the Golden State Warriors, 61% of the cash, uh, the estimate 61% on Golden State. So they're getting most of the action the public believes in the Warriors. They don't believe in the Houston Rockets. So let's discuss this. Who you got? Very simple. Who you got? You're going to take the Warriors? Or are you going to take the Rockets? Who's going to win the West? I will go first. It's my turn. Uh, I will take the Golden State Warriors in six games. I'm going big on that. I really think it's going to go five. But I'll give the Rockets the benefit of the doubt of an extra game. So I'm going to say the official prediction is is Warriors in six. It would not shock me if this is a sweep or the Warriors win in five games. But I'll give myself a little bit of leeway there, so I'll go six games. Uh, My thoughts on this, you've got a paralysis of analysis. You have check the box and the stampede. And we will walk you through this point by point. First of all, uh, the natural tendency to pull for the underdog. There's a lot of people that want to see the Rockets win. Now, they're not your traditional underdog because they have home court advantage. And they had the better record during the regular season. But most people understand why they had the regular season better record. They took it seriously. The the Warriors did not. The Warriors were in sandbag mode. And the last 17 games of the regular season, they were more worried about rest and relaxation than they were about trying to win a bunch of games. The Warriors went 7-10 their last 17 games of the regular season. That tells you all 
you need to know. But people generally want to pull for the, the new team, and the Warriors have been there time and again. But there is ultimately a paralysis of analysis that takes place. The Rockets have had all season to attempt to get to this point, to dethrone, to take down the mighty Golden State Warriors. And when you pull for the underdog, you overlook the weaponry that the Warriors bring. With Steph Curry back and Kevin Durant, those two guys who are clearly better than the other two members of the Warrior contingent with Draymond Green and Klay Thompson, it's Steph Curry and Durant at the head of that. And then you've got lower down, you've got Draymond Green and Klay Thompson. Uh, To think that that group is going to lose four out of seven seems illogical, right? This is a mismatch. The the Warriors roster with Steph Curry back is militarized, is what they are. And there's way too much, way too much ammunition for the Rockets, or anyone else for that matter, to match up. Now, is someone going to get hurt? Does Steph Curry slip on a wet spot again? Does Kevin Durant get in trouble with a burner account on Twitter and get suspended for Game 3 or something? We don't know about that stuff. Maybe Draymond Green sends a photo of his junk out again. He gets in trouble for that. All of those things are variables that could take place during the course of the series. Now, the second thing here, if you analyze this matchup, so why am I taking the Warriors? Well, I've got the better players, right? I like that. Again, there's a paralysis of analysis you overlook. You go through all these numbers and all that. And we can do that if you want. You know, As I said, check the box. If you check the box and go point by point in you know, different categories, the Warriors are a better offensive team than the Rockets. They shoot the ball better from both the field and the foul line. They're a better rebounding team. The Warriors have a much better bench than the Rockets. Now, the Rockets slightly better on defense, and they turn the ball over a a little bit less. But other than that, the Warriors are better in all of those key areas. And as we talked about at the end of the the Rockets series, when they were able to advance against the Utah Jazz, the way that this Rocket team is playing, it's going to be impossible for them to beat the Golden State Warriors. It's They don't have a chance, right? The Rockets' ball movement was non-existent. All right? It's James Harden, Chris Paul, everyone else get out of the way. That's not what's going to take down the Golden State Warriors. Hell, the Celtics, the way the Celtics play has a better chance than the way that the Rockets played against Utah and against Minnesota. It's James Harden, Chris Paul, hero ball. As we like to say, that lack of ball movement will be the hiccup, will be the fatal flaw that is going to do in the Rockets in this particular playoff series. And the final thing here, all these people that are trying to talk up the the Rockets and, and will them to victory, you're going to see a stampede of people jumping off the Rocket bandwagon, right? The, the front runners are like, nah, 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 nah. Now, Houston can be first runner-up if they want. I don't know what you win when you're first runner-up. I'm not sure exactly what you get when you're first runner-up, but they can do that if they want. Like, And I still continue to have questions. When does Chris Paul get hurt? Does he get hurt tonight in game one? Does he wait till game two? At what point? You know he's going to get hurt at some point. So at what point does old man Chris Paul get hurt? And then when does James Harden vanish? He's already had some moments in the playoffs where he has pulled a Houdini act and he's disappeared, and Harden's shooting of the basketball has been just dreadful through much of the playoffs here. He's been horrific uh, 
efficiency-wise shooting the basketball, is that going to get better or worse against Golden State? Because right? it's going to take a masterpiece to beat the Warriors four out of seven games. It's going to take a masterpiece. I don't see that happening for this current Rocket team as they are assembled, but I, I like the fact a lot of people uh, are jumping on the Rockets bandwagon and trying to talk up Houston that they're going to win when that is not uh, the case. All right, let's hear from some of the combatants in this particular game. Let's start with with Steph Curry. Now, this is the age-old uh, lead-up question. Who's got the pressure? Who's the pressure on Steph Curry? Uh, I don't know. I mean, every, uh, every uh, series that we've started at home, uh, you want to get off to a great start, obviously. You want to win that first game. Could you sound more bored? <laughs> Did he not sound bored, right? He sounded pretty bored, didn't he? And my, my, maybe I'm hearing things. It sounded like he was like, it was so boring for him. It was like, my God. He, he sounded, um, what's it? Like, not flatline. What's the term I'm looking for? What's the uh, monotone? Yeah, that's it, monotone. Flatline's when you're dead. You check out, you're flatlining. Monotone was, you're still alive, but you're barely alive. Uh, here, maybe Steph Curry's a coach. Maybe his coach there, Steve Kerr, has more, more to say. Let's hear from Steve Kerr here. Oh, here's a good one: rest versus rust. Always a good question. Always a co- good question. The Warriors have been off for a while. Let's see if Steve Kerr takes the bait. It's not really that long, really, compared to oh. what we've seen in the past. I mean, we've had nine day stretches several times in the last few years. So this is a six day uh, gap. Um, it's actually been kind of nice, a couple days to uh, recover for uh, the guys who played a lot of minutes um, in the New Orleans series, and then a good four days to, to prepare. So I, I haven't minded it at all. Yeah. I think it's great. I'd like to have that too. I'd like to have a nice sabbatical between shows. Wouldn't that be nice to have some little time off there, rest up, and extended weekend, go on hiatus, whatever you want to say there? Be solid. Yeah. Catch up on some sleep. See the boogeyman, the whole thing. Hang me and the boogeyman. Benny and the boogeyman. Let's be a spinoff show. Uh, here's one more from Steve Kerr, and uh, let's see if he butters up the biscuits of the Rockets. I think he's going to. Let's find out. Um, I, ha- I haven't really given that any thought. Uh, I know okay. we've played some great teams. Yeah. Um, oh, where the Rockets so, rank. Uh, yeah. They're. They're right there at the top. I mean, okay. they won 65 games for a reason. Uh, they're loaded. They, uh, they're well coached. They have a great um, format, the way they play. Uh, they make it very difficult for you to guard. And they are much better defensively than they've been in the past, too. So it's an excellent team. I don't know how they stack up with all those other teams. I don't even remember any of those other teams. Uh, it's just just the Rockets right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, you forgot about Cleveland. You forgot. Yeah, I know. You forgot about everyone else. Every, it's really just Cleveland, right? I guess the other Western teams they played. All right, so the Ben Mather Show on Fox. If you want to talk about this, also the a domination situation. As uh, LeBron, he's getting uh, the kid glove treatment here, but that was a pathetic, disgraceful performance by LeBron and the Cavaliers in Game 1 of the Eastern Finals. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. He's back and better than ever. Right over there. Well, thank you very much, Ben. It is wonderful to be back. Good to have you back. 
Now, uh, Daryl Morey, the uh, the GM of the Rockets, remember he had those those comments earlier in the year about you know all all everything is about uh, beating the Warriors, yes, right? Yes, which I like that. That's the way it should be. Well, and he was right. Yes, I mean, yes. uh, as well. But now we'll see because uh, you know I guess the implication from those comments was that they've been working all year and in the off season did things in mind to beat the Warriors. That was what it was all about. It wasn't about. You know, yeah. having the best record in the West. So now we put into we see how all those things are going to play out. If all that work and all that strategy and all that planning to specifically beat the Warriors is going to pay off yeah. or not, it will not. Uh, the Western Conference Finals will go the way of the Golden State Warriors, and it just depends on how how long they want to prolong Western Conference Finals. How many extra games do they want to play for television ratings and for revenue and all that? But it's it's going to be a short series. Really? Yes. How many? How many games? Uh, you think? Well, I, I I said I said six, but I believe it's actually five. Yeah. I'm going six to give me. I don't think six room. would be short. I don't think six qualifies. I believe short. it is. It's a best of nine. It's yeah. a best of yeah, nine. It's a best of nine. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, well. they just knew this for the Western <laughs> okay. Finals. It's oh. best of nine. Okay. They got tired of best of seven. Interesting. Yeah. So they're going to leave three games on the table. By the way, Eddie, I think you weren't here for this, but uh, if the Rockets somehow pull this off. Ben has agreed to wear a 10-gallon cowboy hat <laughs> on the air for, for the, an entire for shift. an entire four-hour show. Really? Yes, a, and the listener he made that bet with, if uh, he loses, he's going to send the crew pizza. Yeah, so either All I right. have to wear a, a cartoon-sized Texas cowboy oh, One of those giant cowboy foam hat. th- hats? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll, entire, that'll look wonderful on you. The entire show. The entire show? Yes, yes, four hours. Well, remember years ago, I don't think you were with me, but I, I lost a bet. On the Clippers, and I wore a paper bag on my head. They (laughs) they lost to Cleveland, and that was when Byron Scott was coaching Cleveland, and the Cavaliers were one loss away from setting the record for the most consecutive losses in North American team sports history. And the Clippers, of course, lost to them in overtime. (laughs) So I I then wore a a hat, uh, not a hat, I wore a paper bag. What's wrong with your clip? And it was not easy to find a paper bag that fit over my head. <laughs> <laughs> it, was not, it was not that easy. Uh, I had to go pretty uh, pretty far to, to find a paper bag that fit my head. You mouth. obviously had to have two holes for your eyes. Yeah. And, and, and I had one for my for mouth. mouth. Yeah, I had yeah, three holes. I was also ready to rob a bank. If that if the radio <laughs> show didn't work out, I could go rob a bank. So I would that. like to have seen that as well. You want to see me rob a bank? No, really? no. You want to Wearing the paper bag over your head. Hey, did they ever catch that, uh, what was that famous bandit, the... The uh, old geezer bandit. Remember that guy? That it turned out it was like a kid, and he got away with. It. I don't think they ever caught that guy, right? This guy was robbing banks all over the uh, Southern California area, and his gimmick was he he dressed like an old guy, so they thought it was an old guy. And then they have video of him when he got out to the parking lot, running like he was twenty two years yeah, old. Yeah, geezer bandit still at large. Wow, oh. the geezer <laughs> bandit. They must have that guy's DNA though, right? Because he. The last bank that he robbed, he like lost some of his stuff, so they probably have his DNA. Sixteen banks so far. Holy, but the sixteen. Yeah, the guy robbed sixteen <laughs> banks. Is is it pretending to be an old dude? Most recent robbery though was twenty eleven. Yeah, because so the last one went bad. Like he didn't get oh. caught, but like there was something Close in the call. Like yeah, like he was running through the parking lot. He almost got caught, and then he like, as I remember it, he left some stuff behind. What, is, so, what does that mean, left some stuff Like behind. his mask or something. Oh, so according to this, yeah. it says it's suspected to be a white male between the ages of 60 and 70 years old. No, no, that's not, that's not as I understand it. He was wearing makeup. That he was wearing the Hollywood-style makeup, as I, as I was told the story. 
They believe he was actually much. So he younger. was like oh. Uncle Drew because they had video of him running in the parking lot, and that didn't seem like a sixty or seventy year old guy. Ben is all warmed up for a jury. Yeah, I could be. That's right. Wouldn't that be great if I'm on the old geezer bandit jury? Man, that would be great. They they supposedly they found a mask. I thought. No, you're well, okay. Yeah, it says it says he appears to be in his mid to late seventies. However, some members of law enforcement have stated their beliefs that he may not be an elderly man. Yeah, one theory is that the man is a master of disguise. Nice <laughs> master of disguise. The geezer bandit. Oh, they got to make a movie out of this. Yeah. This is actually interesting, right? And that's is this not a great story? FBI has started to question makers of special effects masks to get insight into the geezer bandit robberies. Yeah. Comes in part after a white male in Ohio pleaded guilty to robbing banks in a mask that made him look like a black male. You got to find the video of him when he's running through the parking lot. That's not a guy in his 70s running through the parking lot. (laughs) Do you think Helmet Man sold him his gear? Whatever happened. Where are you at, (laughs) Helmet Man? We miss you, Helmet Man. Come back to the show, Helmet Man. Anyway, so I did not think we'd go down the rabbit hole of the geezer bandit, but uh, there you go. All right. Uh, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369, and you can be part of the festivities. It's a catwalk. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire, all things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website. Follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most funny sound bites on the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name is still a mystery to most, but you can follow him at Danny G Radio. What if she's 5'10 and has a badunkadunk? And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll get to the catwalk in a moment. We also have coming up in a little bit coach, player, entertainer. Right now we say hello to the lovely and talented Tammy in Montana. Hello, Tammy. Hey, Ben. Thank you. You're very kind. Um, A few things. Um, First off, you do donate to children's charities you buy girl scout cookies that's a good point that's an accurate point five dollars a box those cookies are worth about two dollars i spent an extra three dollars on those cookies so i absolutely do donate you're correct yes and my next thing is do you really think that you can make it a whole hour with him in studio oh absolutely great me and shannon we bonding be wonderful be a great situation. What are you talking about, man? Well, I, I'll finally find out who he likes in the 2014 Stanley Cup final. It'll be great. Oh, great. He'll probably bring a weapon and beat you because you asked him about that question. <laughs> and then finally, I, I couldn't get through on the advice line. I personally think that, A, we don't care about a mid-80s a-hole. Why should we care what he thinks about us? I'm happy to be a marshmallow, and I think we just need to go fund a prostitute for him. I think he needs to get laid. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, thank you for that, Tammy. Uh, that's very helpful. I appreciate that. There she goes, Tammy, uh, recommending adult relations for Shatter. If that would help him out. He, he may not be able to handle that at his advanced age. Well, there are pills for that, I think. Well, you know. he has a beautiful wife who's like 45 years his junior. So She's a lovely lady. Yeah. Yeah. 45 years is junior. He's 87. Wow. So she's 42? Yeah. Really? No way. Yeah. Well, I think I think she's in her late 40s, so. Okay. Hmm, interesting. Uh, 
Does she does she have to come with him everywhere he goes? Is that is like a package deal? Is, how's that work? I don't know. That's a good question. Do you think he would come with a Steve Harvey like posse? Oh yeah, when, when Steve Harvey, the whole band is here when Steve shows up. I mean, you got a parade. Oh, uh, uh, there was a TV crew in here last week with him. Was there? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Must have been after I left. He wasn't here at the start of his show. I know that. He. Uh... All right, uh, let's go to Meathead Mike, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Meathead Mike. Hey, good morning, big man. Welcome yes. back, Eddie. So glad to have you back. Thank you. Uh, Ralph is horrible. Absolutely horrible. Hey, uh, I wanted to give you advice for the uh, the William Crabner situation. All right. Uh, <laughs> what do you want? What are you waiting for? Yeah, no, barely. Go ahead. You're yelling. Talk. <laughs> Hello? Is, is this on? I mean, there's, I feel like there's like a, a right, applause or something. I don't know. Hello? Are we on the air? Are we on the air? with Paris. What? I think he's trying to extort you. You're, you shouldn't negotiate with a terrorist. I think we should go to war with William Shatner. <laughs> We've been we've been at war for several years. We've been at war. It has not worked. There's a lot of casualties. We've lost a lot of good men and women that have been blocked by Shatner. Yeah, these last two calls are not helping our effort. All right, thank you. He meant well, Meathead, but you know, maybe next time get off the speakerphone. You know, just point that out. So. Uh, let's uh, say hello to Frank in Iowa. Frank is next. What's going on, Frank? Oh, nothing much. I'd like to ask you and get off of Will William Shatner a bit, but. What do you think? Who, who do you think has a better chance of winning the AL Central twenty eighteen? Uh, trying to, to try to dethrone Cleveland, Minnesota, or Detroit. Who do you think has a better chance? You know, you know what I like about you, Frank. You have a one track mind. You have an agenda, and when you call up, you don't want anything else to get in the way of your agenda. That's what I love about you. You know, I seriously do. I respect that about you. You have okay. whatever you're okay. into. You want you only want to hear about that. You don't want to, whatever we're doing, whatever rabbit hole we've gone down, whether it's the geezer bandit or uh, William Shatner. You don't let any of that get in the way and interfere with your phone call. And I love that about point. you. To the point, right? Yeah. The, the point. There's one team in that division that should win the division, and that's the Cleveland Indians. And have they played like a great team? No, they have not played like a great team. They've been very mediocre to start the year. The Cleveland Indians are. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not dominating on offense or pitching. I mean they're they're kind of nope. just kind of going nope. through the motions. But I I do believe that by the time they finish the season, they're they're thirty nine games in. The Indians will finish with more wins. I mean you can eliminate the White Sox. They're not even trying. So you eliminate the White Sox right off the top. The Royals are a hot mess. The Tigers also are a mess. So it's either Cleveland or Minnesota. By default, I'll take the Indians. Done. Okay. All right. All right. Th- All right. Thank you, Frank. All right. There we go. Three bad calls in a row. That's it. I'm out of here. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Sleep well. Drive to work. Have a good day. We'll get to the catwalk. We'll get to that. We're hanging out at the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And also, if you want to play coach, player, entertainer, Call now. Call now. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We'll get to all that. But first, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, Eddie Garcia with the latest. Eddie? 
Well, Ben, in the NBA playoffs, we had Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals. It was all Celtics to say cruise to a 108-83 win over the Cavaliers. He jumped out to a 36-18 lead after the first quarter en route to the easy victory. Boston now 8-0 at home this postseason. Jalen Brown had 23 points to lead the way. Marcus Morris, 21 points. And Al Horford, 20 points for Boston as they grabbed the 1-0 series lead. For Cleveland star, LeBron James had just 15 points. In the loss, NHL playoffs, Game 2 Eastern Conference Finals. Capitals beat the Lightning 6-2 to grab a 2-0 series lead, having won both the first two games of the series on the road. Washington had six different goal scorers, including Alexander Ovechkin, who gets his 10th of the playoffs. Golf at the Players' Championship, Webb Simpson held the lead going into the final round. He ends up with a four-shot victory, his fifth PGA Tour win, and his first in five years. Tiger Woods got to within four shots of the lead. At one point, he was tied for second on the final day, but finishes seven shots back. Tied for 11th place. This report's brought to you by True Car Online Car Shopping. It can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now, Ben, apparently over the weekend, free agent running back Adrian Peterson uh, says he's interested in returning to the New Orleans Saints. And Saints head coach Sean Payton says he hasn't ruled out a reunion. Uh, that's, well, it's, but he's not going back to the well, Saints. Well, the, the Saints are going to be without Mark Ingram suspended I know. I know. for the first four games. Eight, here's the problem. Adrian Peterson sucks. He can't play well, anymore. Peyton that's the said, problem. Peyton said, quote, I think a ton of him. He's a tough player, warrior, a great oh, yeah. worker, Those are all and great we adjectives. had a great yeah. relationship. They're quote. wonderful, yeah. He left out the part, well, oh, great relationship. They got into his, uh, the desk there on the sidelines. He says that, that was not accurate. He said that really I saw it. He's a liar. Saints. He says that that was overblown by the media. It was Sean not. Payton's it was not overblown by the media. I witnessed it. I saw the death stare. I saw the death stare with my own eyes. He's a liar. He's lying if he says that's overblown. What overblown? You know what's not overblown? Adrian Peterson. The last sixteen games, he's been yes. a terrible player, a horrific player for three different teams. Eddie, he's been bad. All right. I'm, no, 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 just, no, no, I'm just reporting me. the story. I'm just reporting the story. I gave we did a monologue about this last week. You were uh, you were away. The last 16 games Adrian Peterson's played, 835 yards, 3.3 yards per carry over his last 16 NFL games. Spread with that, the Vikings, Saints, and Cardinals, two different teams. Hi, I like the Saints. Uh, not a not a good situation. It is the Ben Mather Show on Fox. We emanate from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. By the way, Coop, I did not get that email. It has not uh, come through yet, so I can't do what you asked me to do. If I don't get it soon, we're kind of uh, up poop creek, as they like to say. Anyway, all right, the NFL's uh, catwalk. The NFL's catwalk. We take you now to the Kansas Motor Speedway. The NASCAR circuit stopping in Kansas City this weekend. And do I want to break down the NASCAR race in Kansas City? No, I do not. That is not something I'm looking to do. Uh, but I would like to tell you now, Patrick Mahomes. Did you see this, Eddie? Patrick Mahomes. No, he's, what do you do? He's the starting quarterback right. now for Kansas City. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And he was you know big local hero, right? So he shows up now to the savior of Chiefs football, shows up to the NASCAR race, and he's wearing a Kansas City T-Bones jersey, but it, the, the sleeves are cut off, right? So he's got T-bones? that. T-Bones? Yeah, that's the minor, like the independent minor league baseball oh. team in Kansas City. It's called right. the T-Bones. And he's got the sleeves cut off. But wait, there's more. He's wearing jorts. 
He's got the jorts. That is. You no, you don't know what jorts are. I, well, maybe I know what they are, but I don't know the name. Well, explain to me what they are. Well, they're like blue jean shorts, is what they are. Oh, I didn't know they were referred to as that. Yeah, that's what they're called. They're called. We had jorts. a guy who worked here who wore them every day. Oh, a coup. Yes. Yeah, producer Coover. Michael Coover. Michael Coover yeah. Every the day. Yeah. Every day well, wore he's the jean from, shorts. He's from Kansas. He's from Kansas, right? Uh, Coove was from He went Kansas. to school there, yeah. Yeah. I think he, he grew up in that area. So, yeah, that's why. Yeah, but this was a very odd look. He, he looked like Charlie Sheen on a bender <laughs> is what he looked like to me. It's like Brett Favre in his famous draft day photo. Yeah. If you looked at this, you know what you wanted? You you pretty much you saw the Chiefs quarterback wearing jorts and a T-bone jersey without sleeves. You wanted a bush light. You wanted to have a bush light. I've never, I don't even like bush light, but I wanted to have a bush light when I saw that. I just wanted to kick back with a bush light and just relax. That's what I wanted to do. It's quite the look. So that's now two quarterbacks. We had uh, was the, the Browns quarterback, Baker Mayfield, who wore the jorts. He had those. Remember, he was doing the whole the thing with, with Brett Favre, and now we've got uh, Patrick Mahomes. So they're making a comeback is what you're saying. Are they really making a comeback? I don't comeback, know. Though? My wife know. says that everything, yeah. every style – Comes back. I, I was at the mall this past weekend, and denim everything. The denim jean jackets are back in style. Okay, but the jort. The, those are on display, too, unfortunately. Really? I don't know why people think that's a good look. That's a bad look. That's, that's a, a real uh, bad we look. We can't go back. Uh, we are better people than that. We've moved on from the jort. We've moved on well, from Danny, that. have you heard the jort before? This is news to the me. The jorts? <laughs> well, it's probably, I think it's always plural, jorts. You've never heard that term? No, Danny, is Ben making something up here? Is uh, he, have you heard this before? Maybe once or twice, like back in the day, but not recently, no. Type in jorts, go to the dictionary, type it in right now. What does it say? Coop says jorts is common. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool, you're not. I'm the millennial, you're <laughs> yes, not. Yes, you and Coop guy. are cool. Yeah. Yes, we are. We know what jorts are. The jorts terminology is as cool as they actually are. So if you want to dress like this uh, Patrick Mahomes, you just got to wear the jorts, the cutoff jersey. Now, he really needed the big bucket cowboy hat like I'm going to wear if, if the Rockets win. And that's what he really needs to complete the look. Giant big cowboy hat. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Let's say hello to Justin in Cincinnati. He's going to cash a golden ticket. He's right in the middle of this Shatner battle royale. Because I've got a golden ticket. I apologize for that, Ben, but he, he's so easily triggered. Well, you did take a Mother's Day shot at him. You know, you did do that. I don't know why I decided to do that. It just seemed like the right opportunity. Yeah, and it and worked. I'm glad it Eddie's worked. back. Yeah, thank you, Ralph Irvin. I hate that son of a bitch. Wow, come on now, <laughs> come on. Who do you hate more, Ralph or Canadians? What? All Canadians. What? I mean, it's basically. He's had this ongoing thing with Jason in Ottawa. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've been going back. Yeah, and Jason Ottawa does, doesn't want anything. I mean, he just. I mean, come on. This dude's a tool. Well, and the Amusal King, too. <laughs> we'll see what happens Friday. William Shatner is Canadian, by the way. Uh, there you go. He's a terrorist. <laughs> all right. That's not helpful. Okay, you get back to work. Have all right, thank you. Go away. All right. Uh, not helpful at all. Uh, let's go from that to a dick. Uh, dick in Dayton. Hello, Dick in Dayton. Well, good morning, uh, Ben and good, crew. Good morning to you. Do you have any jorts? Do you wear any jorts? Jean shorts? Do you have any of those, Dick in Dayton? No, I don't no. have any of those, but... I just wanted to tell you, Yeah, I think a record has been set at the Lowe's in Beaver Creek or the all the Lowe's. We have been, the Garden Center has been absolutely bananas. 
Yeah, the the, peop- the people of Dayton want to plant a lot of stuff right now. They want to go out in their backyard, their front yard, oh, do the gardening. Oh, like, I mean, lines, you can't even. Yeah. I mean, uh, last night, it was late, I got home. Jeez, I'm Nice man. beaver. <laughs> it's, I, it's good well, to see it. Well, that's it's great. That's great. Well, it's good you that, know. that Lowe's is doing well. And so what's the number one item? Is it manure? Is it fertilizer? What are people buying that they need for their lawn? Mulch. You were right, mulch. A lot of mulch. See, do I not know? I can work with you. Yeah, you know fertilizer. I do man. know fertilizer. Yes, I've been <laughs> serving it up for years. So uh, that is great. So a lot of fertilizer there. What's that buzz on your phone there? I feel like your battery needs to be charged on your phone a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's sort of low. But, uh, hey, yeah. I wanted to tell you, what has happened this new manager the Reds are on some kind yeah. of a streak. Jim Riggleman, you just swept my Dodgers there, Dick and Dayton. You kicked the I Dodgers' know. ass. It was like 1976 all over again. Domination situation. Gee. Yeah. Are you, should Riggleman be the full-time guy? Maybe. Maybe. No, no. That's, <laughs> I don't like the maybe. I don't, I don't like the maybe stuff. Listen, you don't keep the interim manager because it's a small sample size, so, so I say no. No. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you something right now. They better. I was just a little bit worried, but. The Cavaliers have got their backs to the wall. They got to win this game Tuesday night. Yeah, well, that is true. If they don't win the, they, they're down two games to love, and they have the, the home games. All right, well, Dick and Dayton, uh, we, we love you, man. We're short on time, though. Okay, I got to go. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, be good. All right, sell a lot of mulch. Mulch, 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 mulch. All right, we're gonna play coach, player, entertainer. We're gonna get to that in its entirety, and we will do it next. You can't lick your own elbow, travel at light speed, or sneeze with your eyes open. However, you have the power to increase the audience of The Ben Maller Show. Tweet, Instagram, and Facebook posts about the show. Don't be bashful. Tell your friends and family about our distinct program to help add new listeners like yourself. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Coach player entertainer coming up momentarily as we roll on here on a Monday morning and You've worked all night. Hey, we get to go to sleep soon, maybe, right? Some of us work the the all-night shift, right? The overnight shift and all that. And what better than sleeping on a sleep number bed? I was just reading a story over the weekend that there's a global study on Internet activity, and it shows that the the World Wide Web, or social media now, uh, is changing sleep patterns around the world. That 3.5 billion people, almost half of the uh, the whole the whole shebang here uh, is everyone's connected, right? Everyone's connected, uh, and, and more and more people are becoming connected. It's, it's changing sleep patterns. But one thing that doesn't change, the quality of a bed. You've heard me talk about my sleep number bed, how great I sleep. My sleep number setting is 50, which is different, by the way. My wife is at 40. Maybe you've considered a sleep number bed, and you thought, well, I can't really afford one, but can you really afford another one of those restless nights sleep? Before you do anything, you've got to go to a Sleep Number store. I tell you, it's worth it. Experience the adjustable comfort of Sleep Number beds. They are great. So many couples disagree on the type of mattress, the firmness of that mattress. Sleep Number beds end the debate. You get to choose what you want. Your partner gets to choose what they want. It's perfect compromise. Really, no compromise because you get what you want. They get what they want. Uh, and sleep number beds allow you to choose the comfort and support that's just right for 
you. So check them out. The all-new beds are ridiculously smart. They'll sensor every move and automatically adjust so you continue to sleep comfortably. And when I when I say adjust to you, I'm talking about your neck. I'm talking about your shoulders, your back, your hips. If you've got a real job, you know, I work on radio, which is, you know, I talk for a living. But if you have a real job where you use your body and you're moving around a lot, man, do you get a lot of pain and whatnot. Uh, the, the years pile up. I recommend a sleep number bed. Come in during the semi-annual sale where you're going to find final clearance savings of $500 on a pressure-relieving sleep number queen C4 mattress, now only $1,099.99. There are more than 550 sleep number stores. Visit sleepnumber.com slash maller. That's M-A-L-L-E-R. Sleepnumber.com slash maller. Find the store near you. Ready? Put on your thinking caps. Hi, my name is what? Time to identify. My name is what? Is it a coach, player, or entertainer? We'll find out together. It's coach, player, entertainer. We're going to go to the game, gentlemen. Dave in the Bay Area. Hello, Dave. That's where you say hello, Dave. And uh, Paul in Austin. Hello, Paul. Good morning, guys. How are you on today? I hear Paul. Dave, are you there, Dave? Did Dave fall asleep? What the hell happened to Dave? Oh, yeah. That's a sleeper. Hey, Dave, I think you're – or, Paul, you're going to win by default unless Coop can line somebody up in 10 seconds here because Dave fell asleep. All right, Dave's gone. All right, Dave's gone. We'll let him go to bed. Hold on, Paul. You're going to go against Joey. Hello, Joey. How's it going? Welcome, Joey. We're a little late to get to the game, so we got to get going. All right, Joey? Yes, sir. All right, you're in Charleston, and Paul's in Austin. Paul, what do you do for a living? I'm in the wholesale whiskey business. Get ready to go in for another round at the salt mines. Nice, in the whiskey business. And uh, we have a lot of your customers here. Uh, Joey, what do you do for a living, Joey? I deliver beer for a living. Oh, we got beer versus whiskey. This is great. Who's going to win? All right, Joey. Oh, it's definitely beer. (laughs) All right, we'll find out, guys. All right, good luck. Here we go. Uh, Again, each of these answers, either a coach, player, entertainer, uh, your name is your buzzer. You get six points for the initial answer if you get it right. An extra point if you can finish the answer. And we are on our way for Coach Player Entertainer. The first name up for us, Scott Frost. Coach Player Entertainer. Joey. Joey. Uh, coach. That is correct. Who does he coach? Uh, Nebraska now, right? Yeah, that is correct. Good job by you. And Joey jumps ahead. Coach Player Entertainer. Kenny Stills, Coach Player Entertainer. Joey. Joey. Player? That is correct. Joey's two for two. Who does he play for? I couldn't even begin to tell you. All right. Miami Dolphins. Miami has a football team, and they are the Dolphins. Let's keep it going on Coach Player Entertainer. The next name up, Vinny Paul, Coach Player Entertainer. Vinny Paul. Joey. Joey. Entertainer? That is correct. Entertainer is correct. What is he known for? I have no idea. Yeah, he's a drummer. For Pantera, drummer for Pantera. Didn't get that one right. It's coach, player, entertainer. The next name up for us, Scooter Jeanette. Scooter Jeanette. Joey. Joey. That's a player, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. He doesn't look like one. Who's he play for? Uh, you can tell me because I don't know. The Cincinnati Reds, the greatest team on planet Earth that whipped my Dodgers four games to love this weekend. Uh, next name up for us, Max Muncy, coach, player, entertainer. Max Muncy. Joey. Joey. Uh, player. Yeah, that's correct. Who does he play for? 
Uh, yeah, that, again, I don't know. Yeah, it's the Dodgers. All right, this is a mismatch. What happened? I like the whiskey guy, but he didn't do enough. And the bun- yeah, I told you being better. All right, I don't know. Well, listen, uh, the winner clearly is uh, Joey. That wasn't close at all, was it? The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.